0: Time to down your unders. Down your unders. The Frontline Gaming Network brings to you Art of War Down Under. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode thirty of the Art of War Down on the podcast. My name is Adam Camilleri. I am joined once again by Johnny, 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 Be Good Lennon. How you doing, mate?
0: Hello, hello. Uh, I am doing well. Though. It is good to be here. I hope you are doing well too.
1: Yeah, this is our part this is our second part of the Dark Angels uh, supplement review. Yeah, last time we got up to and stopped at Interromancy Discipline and we're gonna be starting off the trip from there. So those following along at home will be beginning this our uh, escapades at page forty seven. Uh, but a little bit about Art of War Down Under. We are a two part podcast. We are dedicated to reviewing, dissecting and presenting of uh, content for Warhammer forty K for your general consumption up on the Frontline Gaming Network. Now, the whole modus operandi of this podcast is to help people in the community to break down and absorb new content as it comes out. Uh, with, prior to what happened with uh, 2020 and the slowdown of GW's release schedule, we were getting codex, 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 FAQ, FAQ, supplement codex, codex, codex. And it's very hard to keep up. Hell, Mr. John Lennon and myself are both, uh, John being a full-time professional 40K player and myself being somewhere close to that, uh, we can't keep up. Like, I, I struggle to keep up with the new releases. I don't know how you feel about that, John.
0: Hey, there's a lot to follow, uh, especially when it's an army I don't play. It, it takes a minute mm. to get a hold of.
1: Yeah, I need to get my ass kicked like three or four times by it on the table before I fully absorb how I need to play against it. <laughs> and I'm hoping to save some other people that pains. This podcast exists to dissect and present this information as it comes out by g Dub, and so that you know, if you don't have time to sit down and study a codex cover to cover, you can get it from some guy who knows literally little what he's talking about me and an expert who knows a hell of a lot of what they're talking about, um, someone like John. And we can give you guys the ins and outs of the content for you to absorb. You know, as you as you're working out, as you're painting, as you're working. whatever. Whatever you may be doing. Um, And then additionally to that, we give our thoughts, our dreams, our wish listing, our ideas and th- and um, musings on how that said piece of context will slot into the lexicon of Warhammer 40 k EGB, that a codex or how it plays or something like an FAQ and how that changes things over in a part two, which is available for patrons only. Now, some people have pointed out that, Adam, your stuff comes out so late, like the, the Death Guard codex comes out and then the week after the Death Guard codex comes out, the part one comes out. Um, and that's not true. That is true for the Frontline Gaming Network, but I have a patron patreon uh and uh, of course on the art of war website um where you can purchase my podcast and nick's and uh, the wonderful John um, Damaris is uh, a week early. You'll get my podcast over a week early um, if you're a member of my patron, this part one and the part two. Um, and then, of course, the week after it comes out for the patron, it will come out for everybody else. But, yeah, that part two is just for the patron. So please jump over to the patron and search um, Art of War down under or jump over to www.theartofwar40k.com and you'll be able to purchase all that lovely stuff through that website directly, which is also where they've got the war room and where you can find this wonderful man. Tell us a little bit about that, John.
0: Absolutely. So- so if anyone is new to the Art of War and The Worm, The Worm is our basically our premium membership service where we have a community on our website. We do weekly clinics, we do extra coaching games. Uh, you can find a lot of our games on YouTube. Those are just our normal stream games. Our coaching games, we go a little bit more into detail about the why, why we're making the decisions we do. We make sure to bring, you know, what we consider to be highly competitive lists. We go into you know how we make decisions, how we approach problems, all of the above as well. We do have our clinics. We do uh, about six clinics every week where some great coaches such as myself, Nick Donavati, Richard Sieber, Mark Perry, TJ Lanigan, Brad Chester, Archon Skari, there's a ton of them, all talk about relevant topics for the Aries of 40K. So we'll have an Eldari clinic where we talk about, you know, after a Dark Angels supplement, maybe the Eldari clinic will be about how Eldari is going to face off against the new rules. All sorts of great content. Check us out at The Worm.
1: Beautiful. So yeah, as I said, we're going to be starting this one from page 47, and we're going to be uh, diving in and dissecting everything from uh, page 47 through to the data sheets. Now, we're not going to hit every single data sheet that's in this supplement. That will take us too long. We're going to hit the ones that have made a splash, have had a significant change or a significant uh, influence by the rules changes that have have come through in this supplement, and we'll touch on those and talk about them as they come up. But dude, in to Discipline, first up, First power is Mind Worm. It is a malediction. It has a Warp Charge value of 6. If manifested, select one enemy unit within 18 of the Psyker. No line of sight restrictions there. Uh, That unit suffers one mortal wound until the start of your next psychic phase. Uh, In the fight phase, that unit unit is not eligible to fight until all other units from your army have done so. Uh, Yeah, wow. That's very good.
0: Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Access to fight last is absolutely huge. Uh, One of the big things with Dark Angels is you're kind of trying to deter your opponent from messing with you. You're making something so tough that your opponent doesn't want to deal with it. This is just another way to, if your opponent is looks like they're thinking about it, make sure they know it's not a good idea. Make sure to further deter them from trying to mess with your units.
1: Yeah, exactly right. There's a lot of bit, lot to talk about. Um, with and we'll probably this is the part two discussion, but how Dark Angels want to play and how they want to be imposing and um. I suppose, posture up in such a way that they look uh, too hard to handle, like they're too hard to chew. And this goes a lot way into that, things like uh, fight last. Um, what's the next one, brother?
0: All right, next up, we have Aversion. Aversion is a malediction with a warp charge of six. It's manifested select one enemy unit within 24 inches of the Psyker until the start of your next psychic phase. While this unit's within six inches of the Psyker, subtract one from the attack's characteristics of models in that unit. And each time a model in that unit makes an attack, subtract one from that attack's hit roll. So a minus one, one to hit. Oh yeah, there no, you go. It's a minus one to hit, and if they get close, it turns into minus one attack. In addition,
1: mm. see, I I think this is so. This is my sleeper. This is my uh fifty percent of games. This is going to be amazing, and then fifty percent of games, I'm I'm never going to need it because of you know what I said. What we talked about being being imposing, being uh, indomitable, and people not wanting to close with you. Uh, so. But yeah, this is another one you can just sling out as a deterrent. Like, ah, oh, you're minus one to hit, and if you come, if you want to come in, you're going to be minus one as well. But is this one that makes your top
0: cut? Ah, uh, this isn't one that makes my top cut, but it is very good. Um, mm. minus one hit is always good. You know, twenty-four inches means you can safely put that on people who are trying to shoot you while staying out of range. There's a lot of twenty-four-inch yeah. guns in the game. Um, mm. the being within six inches for minus one attack is pretty useful because that um, you know, we we talk a lot about this Terminator brick. Uh, it they're, it's very possible that there's a terminator brick wrapped around the character. And for them to charge you involves getting within six inches of the psyker if say mm. Ezekiel is wrapped in Terminators, it's yet another great deterrent of don't don't even try. Don't even come near me.
1: Well, it's got the it's got the best kind of clauses attached to it. Um, whilst that unit was within six, not models. So E.G. any any um any model comes within six of this guy, the whole unit gets minus one attack. Is that correct?
0: That is correct. Which is quite nice. Mm.
1: It's very nice. And it's also like, not at the charge phase, not at the pile-in stage, anytime they attack. So first round of attack, second round of attacks, I'm thinking things like who, who've, uh who really want to attack twice a lot of the time, and things that start on the board, e.g. 24 inches away, and will sling themselves into you. Um, and a 6-inch bubble man there is just there's no way to avoid that with um, with clever positioning and, and manipulation of your frontage i think this is a very good one but it's the the fact that this isn't like the best one is kind of ridiculous. Uh, next one is Righteous Repugnance. This, and this Everyone knows this one. This one's been around since the, the last Codex, but uh, it's a blessing. has a Warp Charge value of 7. If manifest select one friendly Dark Angels unit within 12 of the psyker until the end of your next Psychic phase. Each time model that unit makes an melee attack, you can re-roll the hit roll, and you can re-roll the wound roll. We have a couple of other... We have a lot of ways of getting pluses to hit and already getting rerolls to wound, which makes me think this is less good than it was in its previous iteration, but this is still ridiculous when you take it into kind of the concept of what other people's powers are and we were talking about this off screen saying if this was a power in another book it would be ridiculous
0: yeah i can think of a bunch of factions that would give their actual soul for this yes. like, I, I i literally don't think i could put a price on this if i'm a tyranid player oh, i was about um, to
1: say tyranids man like did, would this would this just make gene stealers good again
0: um, i think or, i think literally this spell would make tyranids competitive
1: literally yeah, just the spell ridiculous <laughs> but and, and, and yeah we both talked about this isn't in our top three this isn't in our no. top three in fact have we've we've only mentioned one that might make our top three so far, and we've already read
0: out three. All
1: right. And the they're one? already
0: good. Next up, <laughs> oh, next up is Trephination. Trephination is a witch fire, it has a warp charge value of five. If manifested, the closest enemy unit within 18 inches of and visible to the psyker suffers d3 mortal wounds. And if the result of the psych test is greater than the leadership characteristic of the enemy unit, it's a flat three mortal wounds instead. Not bad. It's it's fine. It's just less exciting, I think, than the other options. Like yeah. as far as mortal wound spells go, that's actually a pretty solid one.
1: It actually is pretty good when you double that down with a uh, you know cast this and cast a, a smite. Chances are you're doing some you're doing like five mortals. Um, and we've, I've talked about in previous um, in previous reviews getting getting like consistent mortal wounds. I was talking about in the Death Guard review. They, they've got a couple of between a couple of psychic powers and a couple of um, stratagems. They can easily pump out like seven mortal wounds between one CP and like two casts. And that's pretty pretty nice. This is somewhere in the same realms. It's not bad. But you're just never going to see it because of the next one. Uh, malediction, Golfing <laughs> fears of all orc- charge value of seven. If manis- manifested, select one enemy unit within 24 of the Psyche, a big range, 24. Um, until the start of your next Psyche phase, subtract one of leadership. That unit cannot use OBSEC and, or any similar ability that allows them to control objectives regardless of the number of enemy models. In range of that objective marker, if the result of the Psyche test was equal to or greater than the unit's leadership characteristic, that unit cannot perform actions. If they were performing actions, it immediately fails.
0: Yikes. Yep, that is a that is a big yikes. Uh, taking away OPSEC is absolutely fantastic. You know, one of the mm. many strengths of Space Marines is the fact that they can put obsec on a wide variety of units. When you take it away from your opponents and suddenly you're the only one with obsec, it can be literally game changing.
1: Absolutely, man. Uh, it's, this is a huge power, and this this is one I'm never going to be leaving home without. What's really interesting here is um, <laughs> I was talk- a, bit, a lot of people have been talking to me about the similarities between Death Guard and Dark Angels and how they kind of play the same game differently. Um, here's one thing that I'm noticing a lot with Death Guard armies: they're only they're like Terminators. Are they are there um. They're kind of cornerstone units, not bringing a lot of Plague Marines. They're bringing a lot of pox walkers. Pox Poxwalkers are leadership four, and they're bringing them because they're going to walk around their back line and get that three-point spread the plague. And you're like, every turn, you're not obsec and you can't do actions because I'm always going to roll over a four with the plus one from Ezekiel. Just like, never going to do an action, never going to be obsec. No no chance, no how. Get off my table. It's so, so sick.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Nasty. I really like this spell. This one's great. But uh, let's talk about the last one. The last one is Mind White. It is a malediction with a warp charge value of 7. If manifested, select one enemy unit within 18 inches of the Psyker. Then select one aura ability that unit has. Till the start of your next second phase, that unit loses that aura ability. Talk about ways to get rid of obsec.
1: Yeah, wow. Take away the aura of obsec. Ooh. Things like rights of war, yeah? Um, I know you and I, we both build armies that, that take rights of war in pretty much every single one of them. This thing terrifies me.
0: Absolutely. This, this, is, this is insanely valuable. This is very, very strong for the Dark Angels.
1: Mm. Is this, this So in just talking about this as a, as a whole now, is this the strongest psychic discipline we've seen since the Eldar one?
0: Uh, top to bottom, I think this is the strongest psychic discipline in the game period.
1: I agree with that. I think, um, should Eldar get a resurgence and Doom become better and you know be more relevant, fortune, you can actually put it on a durable unit. Maybe these things will they'll they'll become on par. But right now, this thing, this this toolbox set is redonkulous. We, um, we we're talking about how this this is really flipped on its head. You'll see a lot of, um, a lot of Psyche trees that have like one debuff, maybe two, and then one or two uh, two buffs, and then one or two damaging spells. This thing has four debuffs, and they're four good, worth-taking debuffs. Um, h- how do you feel about that statement?
0: No, it's 100% true. Um, it is an interesting thing that they decided to go so target the enemy with it, because frankly, mm-hmm. all three of the spells that I really want to take, or frankly, probably my top four spells, are all target the enemy ones. Uh, that's yeah. very unusual, and it changes the range, but Dark Angels can kind of afford to be a little more aggressive with their positioning. Uh, you know, you're I'm so used to seeing like hmm. the Psyker like, be like, I'm going to be 25 inches away from all your units, there's no denies, I'm just going to target my own guys, and Dark Angels just don't even, completely reverse.
1: Just wade in, try and stop me, because I'm doing awful stuff. Every time you don't stop me, I'm doing awful stuff to you. Um, what's, your, what's your top three? What's your three goes to? Because I've got two go to, and then I, I toss up between, between two others. Right on.
0: So my go-to is uh engulfing fear, takeaway obsec. Naturally. Um, yeah. Mindworm, the fight last and the mortal wound, and mind wipe, the takeaway in aura. Mm-hmm. Those are my top three. For me, that's a no questions asked, but I am yep. curious to hear what your other one is.
1: Well, so it's a version. Um and it's just pretty much whether I need the fight last or I need the minus attacks. I feel like they're the same thing, but sometimes they're different to others, like um, Eg, oh, I suppose I suppose it's more relevant, a bit more relevant in Australia. We got a horde meta. People aren't committing uh, one unit at a time. A lot of times we get swamped, or someone will dive in. You'll take you'll take a keeper of secrets and a blood a bloodletter bomb to the face at the same time. You'll you know think things of like that ilk. You know, someone will dogpile um, a bunch of uh, beasts of Nurgle to insulate a couple of two smashy characters. Like you got a Demon Prince coming in on an angle, so you can't get a bunch of attacks um, on those on those conditions. I feel like a version. Um, can be better like i said repentia is probably my best example giving repentia hitting on 5s rerolling instead of hitting on fours and minus one attack man they do like nothing to terminators mm.
0: you know i i do feel obligated as a sisters player to point out that repentia actually hit on threes and you can't stack negatives to hit so they never hit on worse than fours because they're already minus one to hit
1: of course that's true that is very true um
0: still minus and- one attack can really be a big thing and that's actually, actually one yeah. of the reasons I don't like the, uh, the minus one to hit is because yep. every once in a while you find a unit like Repentia, anyone carrying a Thunderhammer, where it actually doesn't make a difference.
1: It, uh, exactly right. It doesn't make any difference whatsoever. So yeah, that has actually some really good points right there. You just, you just heard my, my argument debunked. Um, but man, yeah, spot on. Spot on. So yeah, maybe fight last is just better. But I feel like when you put fight last on somebody, you're just forcing them to change their metrics, as in, oh yeah, cool, I'll just put in one more unit than I was going to, or two more units than I was going to, e.g. Um, I suppose that's a, that's a good thing, though. You're forcing a, an overcommitment, possibly.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, there's definitely an argument to be made for a version. I, I can definitely see that as worthy of consideration. I think that those hmm. four are the top four. Um, as amazing as Righteous Repugnance looks on paper, and frankly, it looks amazing, um, I find that I tend to have a lot of rerolls from Asriel, who's a chapter master. Yeah. And. Yeah then I also find that I have a decent amount of rerolls to wound. Frankly, I've got Lightning Claws on most of my squads. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I'm swinging Thunder Hammers on people, if they actually need the rerolls to die, I've got reroll ones to wound. And if it's anything else, I reroll wounds against big units or yeah. big models and characters. So like, yep. I feel like there's a very small subset of things mm-hmm. that I need full rerolls on a Thunder Hammer against.
1: And if they're charging us, we've already got plus one to hit. Um, so yeah, I feel like Righteous Repugnance... Exactly. fell off a lot with the, the buffs that we got in this book. Um, so yeah, it's a, for me, it's just which swathe of debuffs do you want? Engulfing Fear and Mind Wipe, you're never not going to want them. Um, but yeah, I agree. Now, now that you've said your arguments for Mind Worm over Aversion, I think that is just the, the auto win um, in that argument. All right. Um, that is our Psychic Discipline, and my golly gosh, what a Psychic Discipline. But we're going to jump over and talk about the, the relics, relics of the Rock. now i am i'm a bit weird on these there's some really really good ones and there's some ones that are just like oh yeah that's nice uh but i suppose that is coming from that psychic discipline and the Waller traits which both leave you and i speechless for how powerful they are all right first one right off, on. first, first cap off the rank uh this is one that feels previewed by games workshop race of redemption model equipped with a power power more across arcanum um it is merely, of course, times two strength instead of plus two as a Crosy Soul power would be minus three rand to damage. Each time an attack is made with this weapon against a fallen or heretic started unit, and a modified reroll of four plus inflicts two mortal wounds on the target and the attack sequence ends. Mm. With rerolls to wound from some of the Deathwing things we can get, that can be a phenomenal amount of mortal wounds. Uh, people have made a lot, people are. are have both been crazy in love with this and been pretty dismissive. But what do you think, John? Um, this seems
0: really nice. It seems very meta-dependent, where it really mm-hmm. depends on how much chaos you're actually seeing. Um, as good as chaos is, um, I don't think that we see enough of it to justify this kind of a relic, where when you're not playing against chaos, it, it it's basically a power fist. And I, I think you can just do better things with a chaplain. Um mm-hmm. this definitely isn't bad. And, you know, if you if you find that you're really struggling against Death Guard and you wanna put this on a um you know, like a, an interrogator chaplain maybe, who is going yep. to have inner circle and deathwing and may actually just get rerolls against uh mm-hmm. you know, get rerolls against chaos, he can go character hunting uh very easily. Uh or I well, guess big big model hunting as well to get the rerolls.
1: Well, it unlocks something of a Mortarian solution. Not not a full Mortarian solution. This guy can't go in and solo Mortarian, But I, I've rolled it out a couple of times and an interrogator chaplain with this mace can go in and do like six to eight mortal wounds to, to Morty. That's, that's not bad at all, is it?
0: Yeah, I mean, and frankly, if you pile some other buffs on him, which is not impossible with uh, Dark Angels, there's quite a few buffs coming up. Uh, I could see this getting a little silly how much damage he could do. But again, mm. it all feels very situational. And I think by the time we're done going over the relics... You're going to find that some of them are not situational at all, and are just always good. And I think yeah, that's well, actually, where you're I, going
1: to Yeah, this one, this one doesn't make my cut at the moment, but I could see, I could see a reason in a world where we get, we get a Empress Children Codex, we get a World Eaters Codex, we get a Black Legion Codex, and all of a sudden this thing is like, oh my god, it's actually good against like 30% of the meta, and it's worth taking. Uh, but right now, yeah, uh, there's not, there's not enough that it, it, it works against. But it's just, it's just a power fist. It's just right, like on the face values, like if it's not against to start is just taking a Power mole or Crozius and turning into a Power Fist, which might be good enough to
0: get it out of the line for, for some people. Um, but you're up next, brother. All right. Let us talk about the pennant of Remembrance. <clears throat> oh, boy. Uh, Deathwing model, Deathwing Ancient model only. In your command phase, select one Deathwing Infantry Corps unit from your army within six inches of bear. Until the start of your next command phase, each time an attack is allocated to a model in that unit, subtract one from the damage characteristic of that attack to a minimum of one. So this is the replacement for the old 5-plus Feel-No-Pain banner that used to work on uh, Deathwing models. Uh, yep. I love that this is a command phase buff. Uh, oof. Minus one damage yeah. can be incredibly strong. This actually feels like an upgrade, even though it's a selected unit, not an aura. To me, that's mm-hmm. more of an argument for a single larger unit than a couple smaller ones, but it still feels very, very powerful.
1: Yeah, I agree because it's it's giving us something we wholly didn't have before. Like it's a whole new buff uh, added into our into our like uh, our toolbox. We have feeling No pain. Everyone's got feeling No pain. Everyone's got an apothecary. Everyone has access to that. But just having like this whole another feather feather
0: added to the cap feels really good, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, considering that you already have a six up feeling pain from the apothecary that I consider mm. to be automatic, this feels like a very worthwhile, very very good buff to the relic. Uh, frankly, it feels even better. And a lot of people considered it an auto take before. Um, this is definitely one to strongly consider if you're building for the Terminator or Bladeguard build.
1: Agreed. Um, Shroud of Heroes is up next. Each time an attack is made against the bear, I subtract one from the attack hit roll. Pretty cut and dry, and no more to see uh, is what it is. Do uh, you see any merits to
0: this? Uh, frankly, no. Um, it's the same problem as. In my opinion, the same problem as the Raven and Warlord trait that does the exact same thing—a mm. uh, buff that only works on the character holding it—is usually less valuable than uh, auras or things that affect units. Um, not always the yeah. case. There are some individual-focused relics that are very good, you know, like the Teeth of Terra. But in this instance, mm-hmm. I, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, me though. I can't see. I can't see a reason or a ways or means. All right. Next up.
0: Next up is the Reliquary of the Repentant. Man, I'm getting all the good ones. The Reliquary <laughs> of the Repentant is for Ravenwing Biker model only. While an enemy unit is within three inch of the bear, each time an invulnerable saving throw is made for a model in that unit that has an invulnerable save of four plus or better, the saving throw is only successful on an unmodified roll of a five plus. Whoa. Hmm.
1: Mm, mm, mm. Well, this is uh So it used to be just minus one
0: involved, yeah? You know, to a minimum yep. of six plus. So, so this is where, yep. I think this is better than before. It's also, mm. like, kind of worse in a way. It's very interesting. Uh, very interesting change. And there's also a little bit of weird technical lingo here, which I, I think we should just mention, is that it hinges on the invulnerable save of the opponent What happens if they have a bad invulnerable save that they modify? So, for example, Sisters of Battle have a 6-plus invulnerable save, and they add 2 to their saving throws.
1: Ah, yes, that is very fair. I think they Um, still
0: pass on a 4.
1: Yeah, I think they still do as well, because they they don't have a 4-plus. So it says an invulnerable save or 4-plus are better, they don't. They have a 6-plus invulnerable save. They just add 2 to the dice roll. We've seen those shenanigans come out in the past. It seems like... I. Yeah, I would love to see G-Dub just delete that plus-to-save plus to roll kind of mechanic and let everybody be homogenous yeah. on their saves. Um, but, you know, it might just be some special source they're keeping in here. I think this is a stealth buff, because um, mostly because of, I think of what our army is made up of, um, because the, the only the only times it would be worse is if we're facing essentially like lesser demons, lesser demon spam, it'll be worse, like things like Plague Bearers, Bloodletters, nurglings, because we can't take them from a five to a six. Um but the fact is, we can take the 3-plus invulnerable save of Lord of Change to a 5 from a 3. That guy just explodes now.
0: Absolutely. But again, I, I got to point it out. If he doesn't have the impossible robe, then his invulnerable save of a 5-plus, which is plus 1 for being Zinch, passes on a 4 Yeah. Save. So hopefully passes that gets, I think, exactly. some clarity. But for those really tough three units, you've got your Magnus, your Custodes Guard with the Storm shields, mm-hmm. your Super Chicken, this is absolutely
1: devastating. Yeah. And the reason, the reason I don't say it's a... Yeah, you know, dude, 100%. It's absolutely ridiculous into those models. The reason I say it's not a big deal into things like lesser demons is because I don't think we're an army that struggles to kill lesser demons. Like things like Talonmasters, shred them. We've got a lot of stormbolters when we want to take them. We've got a lot of lightning Claws in addition. Um, so yeah, I just don't see that as a, an archetype we're particularly concerned about. All right. Man, you, you are actually going to get... I'm just looking at the the roll down of the next couple ones. You're actually going to get all the good ones. Uh, Foe Smiter model equipped with a storm bolter only. This model replaces the storm bolter. Following profile, range twenty four, assault four, strength five, minus one, two damage. So, it's cute. It's cute. It's nice. You know, in some other books, it's kind of it's kind of cool. Um, I remember. I remember if uh, we still had tech rains on bikes, I'd probably take this on him because he'd have the he'd have the plasma cutter, he'd have the flamer, he'd have the uh, the twin bolter, and he'd have this, and he'd be a nice little DACA package, but. Onto the Legend of the Shelf he goes, and uh, as, as I feel, I like this relic.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a cool bolter. Like, it, it is a good storm bolter, but that's just not what I want.
1: No. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it's just, not, it's
0: just what, not what we need, is it? All right, so let's talk about the Eye of the Unseen. So the bearer gains the following ability. Fear is an aura. Uh, while an enemy unit is within six inches of the bearer, subtract one from the leadership characteristic of models in that unit. As well, at the start of the fight phase, the enemy character unit uh is within engagement range of the bearer that unit is not eligible to fight until all other eligible units from your army have done so as well a ravenwing talemaster is eligible to be given this relic even though it is not a vehicle so it's an interesting precedent um that a, a ravenwing talemaster can take a uh, relic that's something that's definitely going to come up later hmm. um this one is pretty decent um i think it would actually be a little bit better as a warlord trait than a relic uh, yeah. frankly The fact that, you know, giving a fight last to characters is good, but you kind of want that on someone who's going to go kill them. And then you run into the question, well, most Space Marine kind of smash characters that you typically think of usually are smash characters because they have a relic. You know, they've got some fancy sword, some, you know, chapter specific relic, a master crafted thunder hammer, whatever the case may be. Um, This is a little bit weird where you want it to be on a punchy character, but then they're maybe not as punchy because they have this. Also, the minus one leadership is not bad. There are a couple leadership tricks and debuffs with Dark Angels that are worth noting. Um, so trying to stack those is kind of cute.
1: Mm. So there's only one character that I can foresee like getting much mileage out of this. So the only one that comes to mind is the Ravenwing uh, Champion. So there's a couple of benefits that he has. Um, firstly, he starts with a good weapon, a Mastercrafted Power Sword. It's not amazing, but it's not trash. When you upgrade him to... Um, to be the full full champ, as in the 15-point the upgrade. He gets rules to wound, e.g. like almost making up for the fact that he hasn't he's got a worse weapon. Um and then he's got a six-inch, he's got a built-in six-inch heroic intervention and already has fights first. So he's actually a nice little package to attach this to. Do you think that's a, a worthwhile investment for some people?
0: Yeah, um, it's definitely cute enough to take. Um, is this going to be the best thing to give him? Again, would you rather have the reliquary of the repentant on the same exact yeah. model? Yeah, hey, that that's uh that's a question right there. But that is probably the best thing you could do with this. It's not bad yeah. I just don't think it's going to crack the top 3 anytime.
1: S- same here same here. I it's not bad at all but for 85 points I would rather just take the ancient with the you know the the Pendrember remember it it's the same points cost 85 points for the 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 Bladeguard ancient who also gives you the fight on death and the plus 1 hit on Bladeguard etc cetera, etc cetera. and you know the minus 1 damage on death deathwing infantry or you can go 85 point Ravenwing champ It just kind of horses for courses but I yeah I can't see myself taking this over the relic really repentant on the same character to do the same, essentially the same thing um, to just walk around and be a, a 16-stroke intervention debuff model. All right. Last one um, for this page at least. A cup of retribution. Uh, chaplain model only. Once per battle, the bearer can recite the Feast of Malediction Litany instead of rolling, So reciting that litany, um, the one that is known. If you do so, do not roll, see if sparring, it automatically passes. Whilst friendly Dark Angel's core units other than six of this priest, add one to the attacks characteristics of models in that unit. This is cute again, but as I said, as I said with a bunch of other ones, I can't see myself taking it.
0: Yeah, it, it is very good. Um once per game, not bad. Um I, I wish that this was just a litany you could do all the time. You know, there's a couple different once per, you know, game plus one attack buffs in the game, uh, just yep. across, you know, various armies, various chapters. Uh none of them are bad. It's just I'm not that enthused about it, frankly. The fact that it's only once per game and I have to give up a different chant to use it. Like, if yeah. it was just once per game, you get plus one attack. You know, there, there's, like, ultimate have that. Just a once yeah. per game or a plus one attack. This is give up, take a specific character who, frankly, is good, but not what I was looking at taking before, and then give up one of his normal abilities. Like, that, mm-hmm. that's a little less inspiring to me.
1: Yeah, me too. This one doesn't set me on fire. It's nice. It's cute. Um, it's an interesting interaction between this and Ezekiel's plus one attack aura that he has, um, that doesn't buff with, um, culminative with shock assault. So you don't get it first round of combat essentially, but you know, second round of combat, you could have plus two attacks, or, uh, which can be cute, but, uh, I just don't see this as a thing we need. Like, I think we've got plenty of attacks. We've got good quality attacks. We've got good plus the kit and rerolls like we've already stated. Um, so yeah, I think we're, we're very much a, a quantity, uh, sorry, a quality of a quantity style of army and stuff that like double down on that seem to be better than, um, than things that just give us bonuses. Um, all right, jumping over to the special issue War Gear. Actually, sorry, just a, a quick minute or two encapsulating the Relics. Um, it's just pretty, the, the ban- Pentate of Remembrance and the Reliquary are my first and second picks here, yeah? and then I, the Unseen if I'm building a dude to take it. Is there any other, any, you got any, anything to throw at that?
0: No, I think those are the very clear one and two. You may not need both in your list uh, if you're not building around it, but uh, the Reliquary of the Repentant feels very good if you've got a Ravenwing Biker character to put it on. Ah, uh, the banner yeah. is very much ah. Uh, if you take the unit that wants this, then you want it. Um, yeah. there will be some lists that don't take it, but you know, if you want it, you want it. You know, you're not half-assing the the, the of remembrance.
1: No, exactly right. You don't. You don't half uh, one foot in, one foot out. Of the banner. Um, and yeah, I think the the of remembrance is pretty much if yeah, like you said, if you're building for it. Ah, uh, the reliquary, I think, is and same with the reliquary and the Eye of Unseen. I think they're meta calls, especially the the reliquary. Like I play in a meta with. Tons of Necrons, tons of very strong demon players. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty much always going to get mileage out of that. Um, and I suppose if you, people just, you know, if you play into a bunch of Custodies as well, maybe you know, um, it'll be really good. But you know, if you're playing Marines and Orcs and Tyranids and stuff, it's not going to not going to get anywhere near as much mileage.
0: Yeah, absolutely, definitely medical. All right, well, yeah. let's talk about the Specialist you wore here.
1: Yeah, jumping man.
0: Alright, do we th- want to go through all of
1: the... the nah, there's, the first four of these are the same. They are in every book. Adamantite, Mandel, Master Mastercrafted, and Digital Weapons. Same as you see anywhere. We'll start at the
0: Heavenfall Blade. Alright, so the Heavenfall Blade is... Uh, basically, it's just a Relic Power Sword. that replaces a Power Sword, Mastercrafted Power Sword Relic Blade, or Executioner's Relic Blade. Uh, this Relic replaces uh, all of those things. And it is range, melee type, melee strength, plus two, AP minus four, damage two. And each time the bearer fights, it makes one additional attack with this weapon. As well, a Ravenwing Talonmaster is eligible to be given this relic, even though it is a vehicle.
1: So this used to this used to be a, like uh, my go-to relic for a Talon Master, but now I don't. Well, Talon Masters went down in attack; um, they're down to three um, from four. Eg, they went to five. Eg, they could have gone to six with a shock assault. Um, but now I don't know if this is good enough to take on a Talon Master to what make me want to put him into combat.
0: Yeah, um, it's it's not bad. Um, I don't think a Talon Master is the answer because I, I don't want my Talon Masters in combat. Frankly, yeah. not enough to, to actually take this. The question is kind of like who. It's not a bad relic, but who does want it? Um, you can look at a Ravenwing Champion, um, but then you know you kind of compare it to like the Relics uh, Blade for the the Chapter Champion. I think just uh, flat damage so three. I'll yeah. take flat damage three over one extra attack. Um, I think a Judiciar can take this, but actually the Judiciar normal weapon is actually better than this. I think you you don't get the plus one attack, but you get plus one strength, and you get the mortals on sixes. That that's a wash for me. Uh, not bad, but uh, I, I struggle to actually find someone who wants this.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anybody who wants this. I don't know how this is better than a bunch of other things that we've already got. Or um, yeah, this is special issue war gear. Um, can you, you, you can put this on any sergeant though? Can't you? Can't you?
0: Um. So I think so. I'm actually just gonna double check that because actually, I want no, the Random is what gives it around.
1: Yeah it strategy the stratagem names and stuff you can give you can give like artificer and mastercrafted and this isn't one of the named ones cuz so I was about to say this would be cute on a a um a blade guard sergeant or a a deathwing uh, sorry um a ravenwing black knight sergeant things a lot of that ilk just to make them a bit more punchy add a bit more punch to those units but I don't think you can I'm pretty sure almost certain that you can't no
0: it doesn't look like it
1: all right, but this one, uh, this one is my favorite right now. Um, Arbiter's Gaze. Each time uh, the bearer makes an attack, on hit roll of uh, a hit roll of two plus is always successful, including when firing overwatch, irrespective of any modifiers or abilities the target may have. Each time the bearer makes an attack, the target does not receive the benefits of cover against that attack. And yes, you can take this on the Talonmaster. Master. And yes, you're going to take this on at least one Talonmaster Master every game. It's so good.
0: Yeah, Talon Master with this... Uh... This relic, oh, oh my goodness! That that just feels feels almost automatic. You know, I mean, it's hard to be automatic in a codex with as many good things as this book has, but I think it's automatic.
1: Me too. I think uh, most of my armies start with a minimum of two talent masters. That's just I just love that unit so much, and I've been playing with it for so long now. But uh, this, uh, it used to be Corvus Oculus. That was our go-to for about a year since the the psychic awakening. Um, This just seems like the the replacement for that.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you, you lose some, you gain some here. Uh, but you know what? Ignoring cover is really good since uh, switching those buffs to core did cost ignore cover. So the Time Masters no longer ignore cover natively. Getting it back here is great on mid-AP shooting. Uh, always hitting on twos. Again, you've got easy ways to give yourself a negative, like by advancing in Devastator Doctrine. So just hitting on twos, great start. And overwatching on twos. When it matters, when it matters, it matters a lot.
1: Exactly right. And we've, ta- we've talked about, we've got a lot of ways to manipulate um, doctrines in this. Like you can be chucking Grand Strategist on this guy for three turns and for three turns he's going 18 plus D6 plus three and still shooting, hitting on twos. He's just going to be able to get an angle wherever he wants. Um, absolutely. Really strong. really, Really, really nice. Um, and also the, the cute little interaction, oh, you charged me? Well, for one CP, I get another shooting phase. Um, it's just ugly, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, a really strong trend towards a lot of fragile charging units. That can because frankly, powerful Overwatch was a lot more of a thing in 7, in eighth edition than it is in ninth. Uh, there, there yes. is some good Overwatch in in ninth edition, but I felt like with Tau being out of the meta, a yep. lot of people aren't putting as much effort into just ignoring Overwatch, and this is very much a if you get Overwatch, well, you're, you're just taking a shooting phase from a Tau Master, very
1: simple. Exactly right. Exactly right. All right. Next up.
0: All right. Next up is Atonement. A model equipped with a plasma pistol only. It's another pistol relic, folks. Yay! Um, yay! This relic replaces the plasma pistol and has the following profile. 18-inch range, pistol 1, strength 9, AP 4, flat damage 3. There's no overcharging, no rolling a 1. Like, I don't know how good you can make a plasma pistol before I take it, but, like, how do you make a plasma pistol better than this? But also, if I still two, don't want to take it.
1: If I had two shots, I'd, wanna, I'd, I'd, I'd probably want to take it. Uh, if I could find a like a reason to, but yeah, I uh, still still this is about as good as it gets. You got plus one strength, plus one rent and plus one damage with no issues with overheat. Yeah. And I still and don't want to. And take
0: it's it. longer range. It's longer <laughs> range, and I still don't want to take it. Yeah, I uh, still don't want do to. know. I don't know uh, what. You know what? Someone somewhere want is actually using this relic. Like someone is using all of the different relic pistols that Games Workshop puts out. And they've and they're laughing
1: know, at us. They're, onto they're the laughing at stuff.
0: us. But yeah, uh, it's not me. Um, it's a, this is a great plasma pistol and I just don't have any characters with a plasma pistol in my army.
1: It's actually amazing but I'm just like, ah. Oh. Cool. It's a pistol. Never going to take it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not even once. All right. Bolt of Judgment is the last
1: one. When you give a model this relic, select one bolt weapon, blah, blah, blah. You know how this works. Um, you can choose for defy bolt of Judgment. If you do so, only make one attack with that weapon. But attack has an arm penetration characteristic of a negative two and damage characteristic of three, making an attack unless targeting a vehicle or monster. Roll and two plus is always successful. A Ravenwing Tile Master is eligible to given this relic, even though it's a vehicle. Um, never going to take this, I don't think is there any any cute little things that you can say that i can't see because this feels pretty bad
0: um i mean like i guess you can put it on a on an eliminator sergeant <laughs> and then you like yeah. it, i mean if you're shooting three wound characters that would be really like if you're if, if you're really struggling with imperial guard and they've got an astropath that's just just you can't you can't get the astropath down take the flat three damage on this uh yeah, I, I got nothing. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> so, so it's instigator bolt carbine, actually the one you shoot before you scoot with a eliminator. You could put that on this guy, can't you? And so you could pop off a. a you can. Wound, but like,
0: Yeah. Uh, how 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 far do you want to stretch this argument? Like, oh, uh, uh, this, this, this is we're not, not doing a hill. it. not
1: This is not a hill I'm dying on.
0: There we go. Yeah, There's, uh, it's the same as every other bolt upgrade, um, like except they put in.
1: Except well, for the I Black guess Angels Blood Angels actually huge. had
0: a decent one. Yeah, Quake Bolts was actually decent. Um, all right, well, this is like the White Scar one, which is that no one ever <laughs> takes it. You've already forgotten what it does. I've already forgotten what this relic does. But if Never I reread it, I'm still not going to take it.
1: It's true. All right, jumping over to the secondaries. Okay, we're going <gasps> to... Yeah, this is going to be fun. All right, all right, all right. All right, we'll just jump straight in. Purge the enemy, first one. Martial uh, interdiction. Uh, if you select this... Objective then after both sides are deployed. But before the first turn begins, your opponent must select one character model from their army. If their army does not contain character models, they must choose their warlord. Score victory points at the end of the battle as follows: six victory points if the selected enemy model was destroyed by a melee attack made by a Dark Angels model from your army, three victory points if the selected enemy model was destroyed by a melee attack made by an inner circle or Deathwing model from your army, and six additional victory points if the Dark Angels model unit that destroyed the selected enemy model has not itself been destroyed at the end of the game uh this is if this was i select one of your characters could be good but the fact that he that my opponent selects the character pretty much to me makes this
0: bad yeah I, absolutely if if only there was some if you got to choose i 100 agree if i got to choose more tarant- and yes, I had a exactly. list that I thought could kill Mortarian and Mortarian is not something my opponent can afford to just keep away from me. No, you yeah. then that's a thing. Um and also if it see also you can't secret agenda this one because your opponent has to make a pick.
1: Yes, exactly. So you can't, so like, like, I can't yeah. You, you, can't
0: can't get, you can't even get you can't even get that out of it. Um, you can't even tomfoolery it. Uh, th- this is just a miss for me. Uh, there's there's me gonna be too. picks in the next 30 seconds. But oh, yeah, um, for sure. Like, I mean, I'm like, what, if you pick this against me, I'm going to pick my most useless character, shove him in strategic reserves, bring him on well, in the far corner of the board.
1: Well, exactly right. It's after deployment. So you can be like, you, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, when do you, because you, you decide secondaries before you deploy. Exactly. So, so I'm going to you know tell that you, you took, yeah. You tell me you're going to pick this. I'm going to spend one CP, put my astropath. I don't care about into reserve. Um, I'm going to pick him. And he's going to walk on into a ruin, stay there all game. And I'm going to play 20 points down and not care at all. And you're not, not going to get, you're going to get zero points. It's terrible.
0: Yeah. This, um, this one's pretty rough, but there is a bright future coming up.
1: Ah, uh, there's there. Let's talk, about, the
0: let's talk about death on the wind. It's a no mercy, no respite Score two victory points. Each time an enemy unit is destroyed by an attack made by a Raven model from your army that moved 12 inches or more during the movement phase of that turn or made a charge move that turn. Um, now, there is, there is an argument in the TO group and in every single Facebook chat in the world about what moving 12 inches means, because apparently this is ambiguous, where if you do a little uh, donut with your Tile Master, you move six inches past the Terminators, move six inches back, and ends up in the same spot. Does that count as moving 12 inches? Ask your opponent, ask your local TO. Hopefully Games Workshop will clarify this in FAQ. Yes. But um, w- ignoring that... This is great if you build for it, where if Absolutely. you take a lot of Ravenwing units, this almost, this is very automatic. Basically, you you kill eight units and you get, well, just with the Ravenwing, but that, that's most of the guns in most Archangelists, and you just get uh, a full primary, and that, that's great. There are going to be a lot of opponents that just have a lot of cheap, easy-to-kill units, and your attack bike is going to scoop up two units a turn. Um, super strong. I, I really love this. It's one that you definitely have in mind when you're writing your list, though, if you're taking it. You don't show up to the table and be like, oh, wow, actually, I guess I will take it this time. It, if you want this one, you you thought about it a long time before you got to the table.
1: Well, I'm thinking about, like, uh, I play against a couple of strong Harlequin players. A lot of them are taking, like, a little quarter of the Archon that tack onto their Harlequin list, which has got, like, two Lemayans, a couple of Slith, a couple of Urgles, and they outflank him and jank him around. And like, dude, you're just gonna ma- I'm just going to max my primary from killing uh, 200 points on models. Um, Sorry, Max, of the secondary from killing two hundred points of models. That that feels really good. And one talent master across the game can pick up all of these points. Heavy bolters here, assault cannon there, four points. Heavy bolters here, assault cannon there, four points. Um, it feels really potent in a lot of lists. But you're right. Keep this keep this one in mind, guys. Like this this should, in my mind, this should be one that you can flex pick um, if you if you just build your list right and you, you play into the right opponent. If your opponent wants to play scramblers, they're going to give you like a minimum of like four to six points on this. And that is that is like the absolute bare minimum
0: yeah, absolutely. This feels like a very good secondary to take. Um, I like this one a lot. This is actually my favorite of the uh, of the dark Angel ones.
1: mine too, because this one doesn't excite me. It's just this one annoys me. Uh, battlefield supremacy, stubborn defiance. In your first command phase, select one objective marker at the end of each of your command phases after the first. If you control that objective marker with a Dark Angels unit from your army that has obstacle ability, score a number of 50 points uh, based on the table below, cumulative to the number of turns you've been there. Um, and it must be the same, you know, controlled... But that objective marker as follows. Uh, turn two, three two points. Turn three, three points. Turn four, five points. Turn five, five points. For example, uh, in your third command phase, if you have control of the objective marker with Dark Angels unit, for three of your command phases, you will score three points. Uh, this one, I actually loathe. I actually absolutely loathe this one because I'm not strong enough to not take it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so th- this is very easy for a lot of builds. Again, we talk about the Terminator Brick. Um, you need So the unit that holds this needs to be obsec, which means it either needs to be inherently obsec or have rights of war standing by it the whole time. As soon as that unit's not obsec, then you, you start to run into problems with scoring it. With that said, if you build for it and you've got an obsec unit that doesn't mind because it, it's your first command phase, so you need to be on this objective, turn one, um, which means that uh, in whatever mission it's called, um, the scouring where there's no uh unit there's no objectives in your deployment zone um that that's hard that's very very hard um but woof when you just plant 10 terminators on an objective in your deployment zone and be like i'm gonna get 15 points most people don't actually have an answer for that like actually no no one does um i actually don't like this objective either because it requires that i plant uh one unit in one spot. And I feel like if it gets, like, it's very hard to stop.
1: It's a zero. If someone
0: pulls it off, it's so big.
1: Yeah, it's a zero interaction secondary. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of anything about that ilk, um, but this one is like the most extreme example of that. I mean, at least engage and scramblers involves me moving up the board, putting things in positions, making some choices. This thing, okay, cool. Uh, this 400 point unit that's a minus one damage. It's got, it's got invulnerable saves, one plus armor, possibly zero plus armor. Uh, blah blah blah. Bring I'm guys back. Sec, I'll take away
0: your arm. So if you get near yeah. it, near yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. It's just cooked, man. It is too good. Um yeah this i don't know how you turn this down though i don't know what you do apart from deleting this they've written it to like they've almost written it into a corner any change here makes this thing absolutely untakeable but any yeah i don't i don't know what they do i right. actually
0: think what they need to do is change so this is a personal take i think that they should change it to 3 points a command phase after the first so that it caps out at 12
1: oh so you can't get 15 oh, that's actually quite good see because but... like, i
0: love deploy scramblers because it's a very for me it's a very low risk low reward where i'm never getting more than 10 points on it but i can count i think i've been denied scramblers twice in night edition you can you can always like, bank i i I, yeah. I very very frequently get scramblers
1: yeah so i i think we're both in agreement we think this is like too good not to take but we we loathe the fact that this is part of the game yeah yeah
0: um i i prefer death on the wind because it, it feels less binary where I, I'm yeah. just afraid that there are some armies, and they're not common, but God help you if a Tyranid player decides that this is the turn they're going to move a hormigod squad 60 inches around every screen unit you own, and they're going to contest this objective on turn 3. And suddenly you yeah. get a total of 4 points on something four you have in the bank as like okay. as an mm-hmm. auto-take.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and That I, can I like- be bad. That's what, that's the thing though, dude. If this gets big enough, if this if people everyone's everyone's space marines turn into dark angels, and everyone takes this, people are going to start doing those things, and it's going to oh, start touching. And then the dark angels players are going to double and triple down, and they're going to say, "Okay, well, I guess I'm insulating, triple insulating, and we're just going to play the most boring, nothing ever happened in this game game you've ever seen." Uh, which is which is what I think th- I don't like about this because the fact you can take you can take this and oath, and then take something like banners and just do nothing all game. Um, I'm just going to sit in my deployment zone, uh, you know, 8-9 eight, eight, on banners, max oath, max this, you lose, uh, and I didn't even need to rock up, we didn't, need to, didn't even need to deploy. Um, that's what I do not want to see happen in 40k. Absolutely. 20K.
0: Now, I will say, I think Dark Angels are uniquely well-suited to denying this objective, because all you have to do is pass a spell on the one unit they oh, chose, yeah. and take away its obsec, and they're done. Dude,
1: and just just, uh, like three, dude. This is why I like uh three. Just having one unit of three obsec bikes. Oh yeah, Ezekiel, move in advance up. Turn off their obsec. Three obsec bikes go thirty-six inches. GG. You don't even have you don't even have to put anything
0: on it. The unit that performs the secondary has to have objective secured. And if you just take away objective secured, they're just they're just down. (laughs) They're done. They're out. Um, super easy. Super easy upside to this one again very easy to get a 15 on this you people are going to take it get a 15 it's going to feel automatic and then people are going to play the one game where something something goes wrong and they get a four on it and they just lose because of that because they've been playing this conservative game plan where it's like i'm just going to get my points and you can't stop me and then they stop you and you realize you haven't been moving forward for the last three turns and then you're behind and then then you're done yeah exactly cool that's what you don't want that's
1: right but anyway that is it for everything up until our data sheets. So we're going to take – actually, no, 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 sorry. We're going to talk about – do we need to talk about Jink and Inner Circle?
0: Um, I think they're pretty we known. We shouldn't mention it. They're the exact same as the index. Mm. The Just quickly, same.
1: quickly, Inner Circle, um, auto-pass morale tests, e.g. never take a leadership for lost units. Um, whilst the engage in range of a fallen unit, unless has the vehicle keyword, you cannot fall back. And each time you are, you want to fall back unless you are a vehicle Raven Wing or a Chapter Master. Roll two d six, and you have to beat your leadership. So you have to roll under your leadership in order to fall back, which has bitten me in the ass. I don't know if it's bitten you in the ass yet, John. Um, and then the last one: each time attack is made against this unit, um, Perma Transhuman, you can only be wounded on a four plus, regardless of modifiers. Yep, that uh, is infantry
0: only because you can have Inner Circle on a whole lot of things. But the, the oh, dude, yeah, in, well, infantry only, but still very strong. Um, and then Jink. Um, it basically if you have grim resolve as a chapter tactic or you're an inherited of the primary successor so not if you're just a, a successor successor just if you play with an archangel uh chapter tactic then you have a five open vulnerable save against range attacks unless you didn't unless you remain stationary in your previous movement phase and then if you advance you have a four and implement against shooting so uh, really turn weird. one and if you moved the last turn or fell back or did literally anything besides hold still Nice five of pinball, advanced four pinball. Super
1: good. I, I do like that we still have um I mean, holding still like still gives you plus one to hit. So it is like doesn't matter which way you go, you're gonna get an applicable buff. That's very cute, very nice.
0: Yeah, that's a nice little combo there.
1: Yeah. All right. Um a little bit of an ad break now, and we're not taking an ad break, ad break. I'm just gonna hear to tell you a little bit about the frontline gaming organization and their express pass. Their 2021 express pass. This this express pass is uh, purchased through the frontline gaming web store, and it is good for any three events from Frontline Gaming to the end of 2022, the end of the 2022 uh, ITC season. E.g., this is good for the LVO. Um, And what this lets you do, it lets you sign up prior to everybody else, as in you can pre-register for events before it goes for general admission. And also, through purchase of this ticket, you will gain that benefit across three events. And if you were to buy all three of those events at the ticketed price upon entry, or uh, as they get advertised, you would pay 23% more than you're paying right now for this express pass. So please jump over there, support the community and support the organization that has supported us as gamers so very, very, very much. I mean, I doubt John and I would be here without Frontline Gaming. Hell, we would still be like probably four or five years away from him and I being able to do what we do today for a living. Um, John, more than me, I, I still have a day job, unfortunately. Uh, but, yeah, this, um, this, the, please jump over. Support Frontline Gaming is an amazing initiative. They're trying to put some money in the bank so they can plan, so they can grow. And so, yeah, please jump over and support them. I know these things are selling fast. There's only a couple left. If you are arming and ring and waiting for your next paycheck to come through jump on get those express passes it's going to be amazing value and you just know that they have told everybody they're planning to run 14 major level events between now and the end of 2022 now that's their plan so pretty sure you're going to get three in at some point and these Absolutely. are COVID's, these are covid safe tickets fully refundable should you spend one of these and then it gets cancelled you'll get your money back
0: all right. Absolutely. I already bought mine.
1: <laughs> yeah, st- yeah, I'm thinking of buying one as well. Even though I'll, I'm actually just thinking of buying one to just support FLG, but I'm waiting to see if they sell out first. If they sell out, then I don't want to take a ticket off somebody else when I'm sitting in Australia, not being able to do them. Anyway, into our data sheets.
0: All right, let's uh, start off with the first, right? Start off with the head honcho. Azzy, he, a- me Azriel. So Azriel did not change in the absolute slightest. He has the same oiler trade as before, uh, which is worth mentioning um he still provides a so he's a chapter master he's pretty decent fighter you know he's a six wound two up armor four pinball captain yep. on foot essentially uh, he's got an extra attack and a wound from a normal captain which is nice to have he is inner circle so he does get the only wounded on fours which is great um chapter master same as space marine codex just a good thing to have these are warlord plus two command points we talked about how good some of these stratagems are oh, yeah having plus yeah. two command points does not hurt um, normal captain stuff, you know, rights battle, a watcher in the dark, which means that uh, he can once per game attempt to deny the witch. And if he's denying it against a chaos liker, he gets to re roll it. And then the lion helm. Oh, Oof. lion helm. While a friendly dark angel infantry or dark angel biker unit is within uh, six inches of this model, models in that unit gain a four plus invulnerable save against ranged attacks. Woo-hoo. Oh, man.
1: And this is something he's had since sixth edition. He's had some form of this. And my god, it's still really good. It's. I think. I think this is less. Is it, do I, I, Am I correct in saying this is less good than it was in previous iterations because of how? I actually. Yeah. How damn good actually, our terminators are.
0: I actually think this is the worst that uh, the Lionhelm helm has been in a while because you can yeah. you can get invulnerable saves on so many things with storm shields being as good as they are. Uh, you can now advance in all your raven wing. Get a far involved anyway. Even so, Azrael just a very efficient package for everything that he brings. He's uh, is he one seventy, right?
1: He's one seventy. I think he's a very good one seventy.
0: Yeah, I mean, Chapter Master is a generically good thing to have. He comes with one of the he comes with what I consider to be the best of the Dark Angel Warlord traits. So making him your Warlord is not a, a downside. You know, we're, we're some characters, I'm looking at Yukon. Just you don't make them in your wallet. <laughs> uh, you don't make them your wallet. He also gives you two extra command points in a command point starved subfaction. That that feels very important to me. Um, he does a lot of things that are really nice to have. None of them are like this is absolutely mandatory. But yeah. once you look at once you look at not taking Azrael and you look at a generic captain that you were going to take instead, you almost always end up like, Nah, I'll just pay the extra thirty points.
1: Yeah, exactly right. If you're going to take a captain, um, like you're going to take a chapter master. You just take Azrael, Like unless you've got a specific like Raven wing-esque army where you need to be on a bike, in which case you just take Samael. <laughs> um, yeah, you really, you just, he's just, it's just that damn good. Um, At 170 points, he's phenomenal. I, I actually, I actually struggle. I don't take this, I take this guy infrequently because I'm, I think you and I come with different perspectives on this. I spend as, I'm spend i as lean on characters as humanly possible. I, I skew far more into a more MSU style if I can, uh, whereas you um, – well, sorry, this is me being presumptuous, but I feel like I, when I see you play, you play more the indomitable, big brick, can't kill me, can't touch me, never going to happen, I'm going to win.
0: Absolutely. I've, I've definitely – not with all armies, but with Dark Angel specifically, I've leaned into the big brick philosophy. Uh, speak softly and carry a big brick of Terminators. <laughs> big um, brick. So, there, it, it, there's multiple ways to play Dark Angels. I thoroughly maintain that there is more than 2,000 points of good in this codex. Absolutely. Like you cannot fit everything I want to in, in an army here. But I do normally, at least with Dark Angels, I lend towards that big indomitable brick and having a chapter master with just being as hard to kill as possible, four up and one on the attack bikes. Has felt really good for me so far.
1: Yeah, me too. All right, jumping in Belial. So, this gentleman hasn't changed either. He's a a fridge. He's six six wounds, four attacks, two plus save, hits and wounds on twos, strength, toughness, four. He's really, he's he's sort of silence as I think the best melee weapon Dark Angels have. Uh, strength plus 2, minus 4, flat 3 damage. Always wins on a 2+, unless it's against a vehicle. That means Primarchs get wounded on a 2+, plus. those Magnus and Mortarian. Um Flat 3 damage, With he'll have 5 attacks on the charge, 4 plus invulnerable. He's got Captain Aura, real ones. He's Master of the Deathwing, which is something that's pretty cute and specialized to Dark Angels. Like the Deathwing has got Chapter Master, he can give a Chapter Master buff to a Deathwing unit, as in 4 rerolls to hit. And he's also minus 1 to hit uh, against melee attacks. Um... Oh no! Sorry, it's it's always minus one to hit. Each time it's a melee attack. A melee attack. Sorry, no, it is melee. Um, I like Belial, but I still I just can't find a place for him.
0: Yeah, um, Belial is really cool. I actually really want to take him. Um, he has a decent Warlord trait. It's the minus one damage makes him even more of a fridge. Um, he he's good. I just struggle with the fact that I believe off memory he's one forty, and then you look at if I'm taking that, can I pay thirty points to be okay, slightly less good at melee. Have my chapter master work on everyone, gain two command points, get a better warlord trait, and have my chapter master work on anyone. It's like that 30 points is like, yeah, you might as well just go Azrael. I love Belial. I, I actually would really like an excuse to take him because I think he's a, a an absolute badass. As you said, he's a fridge and I love him. Yeah. But I agree. it's not what I need.
1: Mm, me either. All right, Sammy.
0: All right, Samuel actually has a unique role, so I like Samuel uh oddly enough he moves 15 inches not 14 or 16 yeah. he is 15 Weird. inches you yeah. don't know where that came from but uh, he's a pretty generic you know captain on bike other than the fact that he moves 15 inches and flies um, he is eight wounds which is very cool he's got a twin stormbolter, uh which is again pretty decent and a mastercraft and plasma cannon. yeah you know it's eight shots and um uh, hey you know, he's not bad. He's pretty good in combat. Uh, the Raven Sword is plus two strength, minus four, flat two. And if you charge, it becomes times two strength, which takes him from strength six to eight. So he hits pretty decent. He's four attacks so five shock assault. Uh, he's Inner Circle. He has Jink, which doesn't matter because he already has a four Bone all the time. Um, as well, he's the Grand Master of the Raven Wing, so he's like a Chapter Master, but it only works on Raven Wing core or Raven Wing character. And he has rights of Battle, and that's about all he does. Um, I wish he had, like, one rule other than mm. cause Because he, he's just... A, I don't know. I just wish he had something that was unique to Samuel.
1: I, I wish he had one special saucy rule. Like, I don't know, fall back and charge, fall back and shoot, um,
0: advance I, I, I and think, charge, something. Yeah, I think his warlord Trade is the minus one to hit. Um, it's it not is. bad, but, like, that's not inspiring yeah. me in any way, shape, or form. He's only, so, he's,
1: he's only 150 points. He's actually one hundred fifty
0: um yeah, he's i like that he's yeah
1: Go ahead. yeah you go. now you go
0: all right i like that he's a very mobile captain um and again the chapter master thing that works in Raven is cool you can keep up with the tech bikes and town masters that are blitzing across the table and like that that is the argument for taking him but if you're good at maintaining auras and daisy chaining and, and you're comfortable doing that 20 points more for asriel
1: <laughs> yeah again again
0: it's the same dang dang problem you know Twenty points, you get you get slower. Nine inches slower is is significant, but for that you get a two up, say better, you know, more attacks and melee, a four vote for all your friends, two command, like it just it goes on. And
1: on. Yeah, as yeah, real exactly does right. as real things. Spot on. I think unless you have a sp- very specific reason for wanting uh, Grandmaster of the Raven Wing, e.g. Big into the black knights, uh, Sammy is, is hitting the shelf, unfortunately, because I feel like you can just do a biker captain, chapter master that'll do everything he does, probably hit harder in combat. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, uh, as
0: good as fly is, I, I think just a generic captain on a bike is better because you get the relic, roller trade options,
1: exactly, exactly. All right, Ezekiel, what? Oh, my goodness. Do- yeah okay so this is to my mind um as close to an order include as we have right now apart from my personal preference being talent masters all right web skill bliss skill two plus strike toughness four five wounds three attacks leadership nine two plus save two plus save cute on a, on, a, on a dude. Deliverer is a pretty much a Mastercrafted, power pistol, uh, plasm, no, mastercrafted Bolt Pistol. Uh, trader's Bane, strength plus two, minus three, D3 damage in melee. Each time an attack is made uh, against a fallen or heretic started unit, it has a damage characteristic of three. I had this guy to take uh, six wounds off Morty the other day, which was very, very, very nice. Um oh, he has a psychic hood master in, of intermancy, so plus one to cast uh, intermancy disciplines. Book of Salvation, which is a plus one attack aura, but doesn't stack with shock assault. Um, and he has four plus invulnerable save. He knows and can manifest. Sorry, knows the three powers, can manifest two. Um, and I think he is freaking amazing.
0: Now he, he's the best. He's he is an auto take. There's no question here. If you're playing pure dark angels, if you're not doing something successful, which I think you're most of the time, you're doing dark angels. Uh, there is literally no reason not to take Ezekiel. Absolutely none. He is incredible.
1: He is absolutely phenomenal. I'm not sure there's much else to say. He's 125 points for possibly an equal best space Marine caster in the game with Tiggy.
0: I think he's the best space Marine character in the game. Oof, oof. I'm, I'm oof. Honestly, I'll, I'll go and I'll go farther. I think he's the best character in, like, named character in the game.
1: Named? Uh, yeah, I was about to say it, it maybe not build your own, but definitely named. He's up there.
0: Uh, honestly like i'll, I'll compete him against most of the best build own's in the game too uh i mean compare him to a normal pri- a primaris librarian with uh with chief librarian is five points less than this so, so for five points yeah. you get plus one to cast you get a two-up armor a four-up emblem you get inner circle only wounds it on toys you're better in melee you're better weapon skill um like, the list ridiculous. goes on and on an aura yes. of plus one attack why not I mm-hmm. know, Holy. goodness. this I actually I yeah. didn't even notice that his that his bolt pistol was mastercrafted. I'm gonna find it <laughs> uh,
1: I <gonna> it. <laughs> uh yeah yeah I, I think he is
0: ridiculous. Yeah. And, and Ezekiel weird. is unchanged. The big thing is that he, he actually had plus one to cast on interromancy in the index, but interromancy yeah. didn't exist as a discipline. we were all just kinda like laughing mm-hmm. and being like, Well that's cool. We um, had no
1: we had no context.
0: We had no context. And now that we know what interromancy does. And we know that it is an absolute auto take. Well, here we are. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not a take. Ezekiel's in the list, and there's no questions asked.
1: Agreed. All right, Asmodei. Oh, so I did Ezekiel. Asmodei's yours.
0: Okay. Well, Asmodei is a lot less exciting. Asmodei is yes. a five wound walking chaplain. He's a walking chaplain with plus one, a t- plus one wound, plus one attack. That's his stats. Um, eight, Aka, he's a primary chaplain, <laughs> and um, then he has uh, a regular bolt pistol. He has a regular Crozis Arcanum, so it's not even a Relic one that's any better. It's just a normal Crozius. He has a Blade of Right Reason, which uh, makes one additional attack with this weapon, and it's plus one strength, damage 2d3, AP dash. dash. It's... You, you get one extra combat knife shank that's really cool if it works, and so bland <laughs> if it doesn't. Um, yeah. Uh, he's an Exemplar of Hate, so he's adds one to the roll when he tries to manifest the litany of hate and tries to chant it. And if he does, he adds three inches to the range of the litany of hate. That is that is cool. Um, do you need litany of hate? That's yeah, a question. It's the generic chaplain chant that almost anyone can take and people usually still don't. Um, he has a far like any other chaplain. He has an aura of dread, which is that uh, enemy units within six inches of the model count as being below half strength. I believe the normal interrogator chaplain has this, so it's uh, a little less special on him. And then, not that it's bad, but you know, anybody can have that. And then, um, uh, Dark Angel Corgus. So then six inches of him use uh, his leadership instead of their own, and his leadership is nine. Um, I he does nothing. Oh my god.
1: Nope, he doesn't even nothing cast at all. Italy. It does no. not even cast. Yeah, that, that, that's
0: fair. That's fair. He does know two litanies from Litanies of Battle. But he still only casts one and he casts on a three plus. So uh like he is he's just a chaplain. And like he, and he, he gets a he gets a fancy combat knife, one attack, it's AP dash. Like, how often is this gonna be cool? Um, and then a buff on litany of hate, which is just so uninspiring to me. <laughs> and the other than that, he's a walking chaplain. I'm like, God, when's the last time you took a walking manlet chaplain. like not on foot, not on a jump pack, not on a bike, not Primaris, not a Master of Sanctity, not no, not give him a relic. Like what? What is Asmodai doing?
1: You want to know the nail in the coffin for me? Was like, oh yeah, if he's like eighty points, maybe he's one hundred and thirty. <laughs> he's
0: a, take, is one hundred and thirty
1: points. You take your, you take am, your. Adam, am I allowed a, to swear on this podcast? Are you, a little, little, uh, casual swearing. Are you shitting me? No, I'm not
0: shitting. He you. costs more than Ezekiel?
1: Yes, he does. He costs more than Ezekiel. He costs, dude, Master of Sanctity Chappie, Primaris Chappie on a bike.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honest yeah. to God, I actually thought he was 95 points.
1: I thought he was like, I thought he was like nothing. No points. Yeah. And then oh, I looked before the, before the show and I'm like, oh man, we're going to wait for that. Wow. Later, I mean, down. like,
0: I can't be mad because there's so much good stuff in this good. codex. Like, there's great things in this codex, but what a dud. Holy goodness. Yeah. That, is, that is abysmal. All right, well, um, let's talk about anything else.
1: Interrogator chaplain. Um, if this is your basic interrogator, a uh, regular chaplain, except you've got plus one attack. Um, essentially, I think that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It um, can take a yeah, jump pack. An which additional rune, too.
0: It's an Oh, uh, really?
1: Is- nice um yeah primaris chaplain on a bike is 140 by the way so 10 more points to get everything better and that is a master of sanctity primaris chaplain on a bike for 10 more points than Asmodei is 130 <laughs> all right we'll, we'll leave him alone we'll leave him alone we'll, he's, he's taken enough punishment he's already dead um or or i dread on this guy four uh, forbes involvement use use your you guys or use use leadership litany of hate one a litany of course um can be upgraded to Master of Sanctity. I believe his, this guy is actually a very, very, very good platform for us uh, for a bunch of different reasons. Um, can be equipped with a Power Fist and a can take models from the pistols or melee weapons list. Um, some people have been talking about how this guy can be made quite the choppy, choppy, choppy boy by um, taking... Um, Teeth of Terror, and then self-buffing himself, and then, you know, taking a wallet trait of uh, Imperium Sword, if you please. And then, yeah, you can make this guy pr- a pretty nice beat stick. He's also does some really good buffs in addition. Like I quite like this guy in tandem with um Plasma Inceptors. Um, plus one to wound, and the plus one damage make Plasma Inceptors are quite a good fix any problem you have kind of unit. Um, but how do you feel about this guy? Because we are comparing this guy to the Primaris Chaplain on the bike. The thing to note here is this guy does have Deathwing and Inner Circle, e.g. he can be the HQ choice for your Vanguard detachment in order to unlock obsec.
0: Yeah, I love it. Also, I do want to call out real quick, he can be equipped with a jump pack. Yes. Yeah, I didn't mention that before. That, that is huge. Big. Um, mm. I love him. I love him. I actually think he's probably better than a primary Chaplain on bike if you're specifically going... Um, with Dark Angels, because um, he's a little bit cheaper, and um, he does get the Inner Circle buff, which is really nice. Interrogator Chaplain with a jump pack comes in at one ten, which I think is only five points cheaper than the Primaris Chaplain on bike. But Inner Circle and the weapon options does upgrade his melee capacity quite a bit. Because as mentioned, the teeth of terror on him is pretty nasty. He goes up to a very healthy eight attacks on charge. Um, I don't think that that's something that he that uh dark does need like i don't think we need a fast, stick melee character but if you want one because hey we're playing space brains over here sometimes you want to hit people with your character um he is a good candidate for that aura of dread is a really cool thing like the while an enemy unit is within six inches of this model it counts as being below half strength that that is good that, that's anytime they fail a morale check they lose a model on a one or a two that that can be very big for when you you've got negative uh leadership modifiers like if you can do something fancy, like you can cast a spell, make some minus one leadership, and take away the obsec, then they're near someone carrying a relic, and they're minus one leadership. God help you! They're near a reaver unit. You brought a reaver. Right. <laughs> Suddenly, a custodian guard is leadership four. You kill one guy, and then another one runs away, and then he rolls a couple of dice, and every one or two is a dead. Like you can, you can do things with that. You know, that that's really not terrible, but. But sometimes you play against people where it just doesn't matter. So it's a cool thing to have. I don't think it's worth taking all of the different elements to stack. I think you just take what you've got and you watch for an opportunity and you take it when you get it.
1: Spot on, dude. I couldn't have said it better myself. All right. Take us into my favorite unit, the Talonmaster.
0: Oh, the Talon Master. An absolute boss. The Raven Talon master What a guy uh 18 inch move not 16 18. Yeah. Uh, weapon skill 2 ballistic skill 2 strength 4 don't care toughness 6 8 wounds only 3 attacks a 3 up armor save and leadership 8 this is a flying lance speeder. that's a character and what matters is the guns it has a twin assault cannon and a twin heavy bolter and a power sword coming in at a very reasonable 160 points again asmodee what are you doing um <laughs> This this thing's great. It's inner circle. It has jink, which is great because it doesn't have an inherent interval, but it's also, it's a character. So why is it getting shot in the first place? Um, fantastic. It's got t- tactical precision. So while a friendly Dark Angel's core unit is within six inches of the model, each time model in that unit makes an attack, we roll a win roll of one. It's a lieutenant, in addition to being a character gunboat. Uh, it also has company heroes. So for each lieutenant keyword in a detachment, a second lieutenant keyword can be included in the detachment without taking a little additional battlefield roll slot. That's great. Two talent masters for the price of one. These do come in pairs for a reason. Uh, it explodes on a six, three inches, one more to wound, nothing crazy, and then there's a very nice aura, no escape. In your command phase, you can select one enemy unit visible to this model until the start of your ne- next command phase while an enemy Dark Angel unit, I'm sorry, while a friendly Dark Angels Ravenwing core unit is within six inches of this model, each time it uh, makes an attack, that enemy unit does not receive the benefit of cover to the saving throw against that attack. Uh... Genuinely, generically useful rule giving a your covered units is nice. Uh the one thing I hate is that it's core or sorry, that it's command phase uh and not shooting phase. Because I'm gonna be honest, I keep choosing my target in the shooting phase. And then like in my shooting phase, I'm like, hold on. I think I was in line and like, yeah, I could see you in the command phase. Like, is that cool? And like, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, all right, cool, let's keep going. Um yeah, I've done that yeah, like four times at least. uh I like keep yeah, doing it I- in the shooting phase
1: because that's what it used to be. And it never used to be, it only used to be relevant in the shooting phase. It used to be an aura of ignores cover, which I think would be too AP now with how, with all the buffs this guy got, um, to me, this is, this is my auto take. I don't make a dark angels army. That doesn't start with two, with two talent masters. Um, sometimes I put the third one in just because I think they're absolutely ridiculous for what they do for the points. Um, uh, I've, I've made a lot of comparisons. I've talked a lot about these guys and a lot of different things, but they're like an inverse Demon Prince is the best way to describe them. Um, a Demon Prince um, does some pinch hitting from range, a.g. with smites, or maybe it has got a warp bolter for some crazy reason, and then it comes in explosively in combat and rips your face off. Talonmaster sits at the back of the board, can do some pinch hitting in combat when needed, but just tears your face off from the other side of the table. And uh, being, man, if you wanted to make a better army to keep these guys safe, you couldn't. I used to use Bulgrin. To keep to keep three talent masters safe, like you know nine bulgren, you know crap nine bulgren seem to like just like five deathwing Termis with a couple of applicable buffs. They are trash. As we're so much better at keeping these guys safe, especially with um, the command squads, which we'll probably get to. But I don't think we want to sp- spend too much time. With this, I think, everyone knows these guys are good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this is unchanged basically. Uh, it's still super good. The relics and the warlord traits are what changed here, and we already know what those do. They're very solid. Talonmasters are fantastic. I think it's an auto-include as well. Even if you're a successor, I think you just have Talonmasters in your army. Same. It doesn't matter.
1: All right. <laughs> Lazarius. Uh, skill, so movement six, skill, he's, a, he's a captain. Six wounds is a primaris captain. Six wounds, five attacks. Yeah. Um, he has a very good melee weapon. Uh, strength plus two, minus four, two damage. Each time an attack is made against a psycho model, has a damage characteristic of four. Potent. Um, intractable will means he fights on death. Um, even so, you can use this instead of an Astari's banner, um, and he just he just auto fights on death for free essentially. As an, of course, four plus invulnerable save, rights of battle, and this is if you're going to take it, this is what you're taking it for. The spirit shield helm. When a friendly Dark Angels unit is in six of this model, each time model that unit would lose a wound as a result of a mortal wound. Roll a D6, adding one to the result if it's Lazarus himself, and on a five plus, the wound is not lost. So, how do you feel about this lad?
0: Ah, uh, he's very solid. He's not flashy. He's not fancy he, he's a walking primaris captain who is a little better in combat he, you don't care if he dies in combat. Because he fights on death for free and he um yeah. he's only 110
1: he's only, 100, he's only 110 points
0: he, he is cheap that's the point where i look at like maybe that's what i would replace Azure with because that 60 points less is the point where being worse is okay it's,
1: it's exactly right anything um, under anything like under 40 to me is like well 2 cp right. i would i would pay 40 points at the start of the game for two yeah. CP. L- Lazarus is actually so
0: cheap enough and you don't have to invest a relic in him because he's already pretty decent in combat. Um, you don't need to do much here. Like he, he's good. Um, so this is our... the mortal wounds is, is the, the interesting part.
1: Yeah, this is our counter pick for like three months down the road if Dark Angels become the S tier dominant archetype. People, I've already heard people talking about, oh man, I've got this sweet three Catan army that I'm just going to wreck Dark Angels with. Oh, amazing. Uh, or oh, I'm, I'm stacking this uh, death guard list that I can put out 17 mortal wounds a turn and it's just going to go straight through the Dark Angels like wall of Terminators. And like, ah, Lazarius, come to save the day. Because, you know, what's going to wreck that is, you know, one turn of the game with a couple of watches in the dark. You move this guy up front. He can just tank all those mortals himself a lot of the time, um, and then get healed up. Or you can sit behind your wall and five plus invulnerable buff all those mortal wounds off. And 110 points is is like it's that's a that's a worthy price point for a bit of tech that's going to get you get you through some some counter yeah um some counter builds.
0: It really, it, he is not bad in the slightest. Um, what what hits me is that like I think about a five up feeling of pain. Considering I have a six up feeling of pain for an apothecary, yeah it is. How many Terminators, because frankly, I just don't want to lose my Terminators. I don't care if I lose my Servitors here. How many Terminators do I need to save for Lazarus to be worth it? And if I want to say that I want to save three Terminators, because that's how much Lazarus costs, is about the same as three Terminators. Um, if I want to save three Terminators, I would need to take 54 Mortal Wounds for the five up versus six up to be enough of a difference to save three Terminators.
1: Oof, that is some deep... That's, a,
0: like, that's a lot. Like, Am, am I yeah. actually taking this many? I, I don't know. Uh, Lazarus is good. I don't mind him at all. And again, if you're if you're seeing a lot of mortals, you know your your opponents are like, yeah, well, I just bought my third katana. I figure I'll try it out on you. Okay, maybe maybe you should. <laughs> um, he's also a sweet model, actually. I really like the model. He's solid and and I like that he's cheap. Like he doesn't do a ton, but he's yeah. cheap, and that makes me like him more.
1: So the combination that I found was was going to work best for me if I needed to take Lazarus with two land speed of storms and Lazarus walking in front of my army. And then I was like, yeah, that's that's actually sick <laughs> and very frustrating. But you're right, because it, it's, where it gets the mileage is when, because it's Dark Angels units, when you're giving that five plus to something that wouldn't be affected by an apothecary. Uh, that's a
0: good
1: call. E.g. a vehicle. Um, and then all of a sudden it gets exponentially better. Um, all right. Jumping over, you want to talk about the Strike Master, which who is brand new for this Codex. First brand new model.
0: Absolutely. We'll, we'll go in then because he, he is brand new. And I imagine we'll skip some of the elite characters. But a Deathwing Strike Master is uh, Movement 5, weapon Skill 2, Blissy Skill 2, Strength 4, Toughness 4, 5 Wounds, 3 Attacks. Ugh, 3 Attacks. Leadership 8 and a 2-up save. He's a Lieutenant in Terminator Armour. And he's basically a Terminator Sergeant with 2 extra wounds. That's the stats. Um, yep, and he and comes can, with a Storm can, Bolter and a Power Fist, and you can replace those with any of the weapons you get in the Dark Angel Terminator kit, essentially, where you can get a meshcrafted Power Sword, a Thunder Hammer, or a Mace of Absolution, or you can get a Storm Bolter or a Chain Fist or a Storm Shield. Um, that's fine. Did,
1: question G-Dub, why can't I give this guy the flail? That's the oh only thing God. I would have, I would have wanted the, to give this guy, and yeah. that's the only thing you can't take from that box.
0: Yeah, You, you can't take the glaive of the Whatever the written true. Deathwing champion, but frankly that's trash. No one cares. Um, <laughs> but oh my god, if he could take the flail, I would actually consider taking this guy. And you
1: can Same, same. There, if you take, yep,
0: the If he could take the flail, flail. I know. Then, then I would do it. But uh, no, he um he doesn't do anything. Yeah, he, uh, he's a he's a lieutenant in Tormentor. Well,
1: because, because he, he can't. Just, take, yeah, because he can't take the flail. Because he can't take the flail. He's competing with the Talon Master. I'm sorry to say, Deathwing Strike Master, you are not a
0: Talon Master. He is not. Um, so what kills me here kills me. And again, you know, a, abundance of riches, you know, Dark Angels are so good. Is this really what I want to complain <laughs> about? But, but still, a Talon Master gets a different rule. It's a Lieutenant with all these cool war gear options, and it gives an ignore cover thing to Ravenwing Core. He does nothing for Deathling Core. He is just a Lieutenant to Terminator armor. He has no special rules that can't be found on at least seven other data sheets
1: exactly plus one advance in charge i don't know some like um you don't have to take the leadership test if you want to fall back if you're next to a strike master i don't know something cute like that would any, be all would anything
0: take. anything for death one would have been nice but as is like why he doesn't get any unique warrior options that are like actually useful like all right you got a make of absolution it's not bad but like i don't care enough to not just put a thunder hammer on a random dude like it's exactly bad. yeah like, we'll, we'll now, find a way around this
1: disappoints disappointed so up next we've got the Interrogator Chaplain and in Terminator armor. Don't need to talk about him. We've got Deathwing Apothecary. Probably don't need to talk about him unless you got anything well, crazy. Let's just
0: mention, let's just mention that the Deathwing Apothecary has a six-inch aura on his uh, yes. Narthesium. Pretty sure it's a Narthesium. Yes. Um Six inches instead of three.
1: Yeah, which is the same for the Ravenwing one as well. And they've had numerous, numerous options and chances to rectify that J-Dub has, and they haven't, which makes me think that it's meant to be. And so I can't really think of a fluff reason why we should have better Apothecaries than everybody else, but I'll take it.
0: Yeah, I think they just decided that these are elite Apothecaries because they oh. were in the Deathwing and the Ravenwing and... Then they just—I don't know why—that means that they're better, but that means that they're better.
1: Thanks. <laughs> better, better medical school. Better. Yeah, yeah. Much better. They've got less of, a, less of a medical debt as well. Um, uh, Deathwing Champion. I really don't have anything to say about him either.
0: No. Well, um, he gets he gets three additional attacks if you target a unit that contains ten or more models. Um, that that brings him up to eight with shock assault. Like that, that's not terrible, but like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Not I'm excited. excited. <laughs> Fair. Well, you want to start talking about the terminators then. So and this this All is right. like, this is worth talking about because it's like, a. this is worth talking
0: about. Now so, we can say
1: these guys are obsec. It changes everything.
0: Absolutely. The Deathwing terminator squad are one of the units that gets obsec naturally, which means that removing your auras doesn't stop them from being obsec. And they don't have to be near the rights of war guy. If you choose to take them. Um, you know what? They're pretty solid. It's, a Terminator stat line, everything you know and love. It is in a circle, which is really freaking annoying if you're trying to kill them. Um, and they get the nice thing of being able to mix and match models from uh, basically uh, tactical versus assault Terminators. They can't mix and match on the individual model. So you can basically only take the different loadouts that would be on a normal space Marine Terminator, but you can mix them between squ- squads. So you could have one guy with a Stormbolt, or Power Fist, and a Cyclone Mist Launcher, next guy's Lightning Claws. Uh, that is really cool. There is a solid argument to be made for Stormbolters on your Deathwing Terminators. I, I can very much see the appeal. Um, other than that, it's a Terminator squad in all the good ways, and Inner Circle makes it better, and all of the, the 5 million buffs to Deathwing we have mentioned in the, this the last <laughs> episode does not help the argument. Um, <laughs> other than that, uh, it can take a Watcher in the Dark. It's the exact same as Azrael, and we'll say it again. Watcher in the Dark doesn't count as a model for any rules purposes. You can... Re- you can Deny the which ones per game. As if you're a psyker and if it's against chaos, you can roll really the deny.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Now, the what you said before about the customization options. The only thing that they can't do is like what Wolfguard Terminators do, and e.g. take like a a, a stormbolt, a storm shield, or lightning
0: claw storm shield. Oh, lightning claw, which, I would be.
1: I would be all over that. Um,
0: I would get downright <laughs> PG thirteen for uh, lightning claw would, and uh, storm shield.
1: Oh, man, that'd be so, so ugly. So ugly. Because that'd be so cheap as well. You, presumably, yeah. that'd only be, only but, be but, we, but we
0: didn't need this. So like, no. I'm not mad because we, we didn't need this.
1: Exactly right. Every, this, it's funny. Every time me and John talk about something we wish we would have, it's like having a handful of rubies and a handful of emeralds and being like, I wish I had diamonds. Um, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, not that, not that fair. Um, but, yeah, so jumping back to the Terminator's um, uh, Deathwing Knights is what is up next. Now, Deathwing Knights are in an interesting, interesting place. I personally love them, adore them, but now that I don't have a delivery mechanism for them, I don't know if I'm taking them.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, so we'll just do a quick stats breakdown. A Deathwing yeah. Knight is the exact same thing as a Terminator with a Thunderhammer and a Storm Shield. It costs four more points. It gets weapon skill two plus instead of weapon skill three plus, and its yep. mace is a Thunderhammer that's not minus one to hit. So you're essentially a Thunder Storm Shield that pays four points to hit on twos instead of fours. Mm-hmm. And that, that and sounds worth it when I say that, right? Yeah. The problem is the not mixing and matching.
1: Exactly. The only, having, only having that loadout. Um, and when you take into consideration how many buffs we have to bridge the gap on regular termies, A.G., if you, just don't, if you just charge my termies, they're the same as Deathwing Knights. They're exactly the same as Deathwing Knights if you charge my termies, um, Yeah. Well, they have threes
0: I... instead of fours. But then you've got one CP first company plus one. Exactly. Hit. You've got Asriel rerolls, you know, Chapter Master rerolls. you got enough stuff here.
1: Yeah, that, and that's the issue. And the thing is, Terminators are already good enough. And the fact that these guys don't get OPSEC, I think is the nail in the coffin for them in the comparison between regular Termis. I think regular Terminators just, just win. Um, I wish these guys had one more attack. If they had one more attack, 100%, I'd be definitely 100% and, and deeply looking at them as a, a considerable thing because once you give him rights of war it's essentially the same same deal and you could have this as the forward unit of, of knights and then a unit of termies maybe shooty termies being your back unit of knights
0: if i was to do absolutely anything here and this is technically new even though it's in the way that we all saw coming it's that we can buy a weapon for the sergeant which means we can master craft the flail of the unforgiven on yeah, the, the, the knight master and what the flail of the unforgiven does the, the knight master's three attacks by the way each time the attack is made of this weapon excess damage inflicts is not lost. Instead, it keep allocating excess damage to another model in the target unit, either until either all the excess damage has been allocated or the target unit has been destroyed. So it's a damage two uh, plus plus two strength AP three damage two. So good at picking up marines, and if you've got extra damage overflow, you could kill more guys with the mastercrafted version because it's just an extra wound every time.
1: Yeah, uh, that it- would be
0: cool, but the tax is too high. I think.
1: Yeah. Um. I wish this was one of these per five guys. And, you know, if you take um, two, yeah. two, in, if, two, if, two if, and you ten. If. Yeah, like the Blight Lords used to be. But once again, Emeralds and Rubies, Wishing of Diamonds. Uh, these are still very good, and they're still very much worth taking. It's just if you are min-maxing, you're going for the best things, I just think the regular termies are going to uh, do you better when they get upsec, especially. Um, Deathwing Command Spot.
0: This, Ooh, is,
1: this spicy. is spicy as hell, and this is... Stuff that I feel like is where it gets to where people start complaining. Not that they weren't complaining before about perma Transhuman, but this is really erroneous in my opinion. But tell us what they do, man.
0: So, a Death and Command Squad is a unit of Death and Terminators that's essentially just, uh, you know, two to five models as the Sergeant and one to four Terminators instead of being a normal five man. Uh, they cost two more points per model. They're other than that identical to Terminators every single way with the addition of a single, just one, a single rule. And that is Bodyguard. It's the same as on company veterans in the normal spaceman codex. While a friendly Dark Angel character unit that has wounds characteristic of nine or less is within three inches of this unit, enemy models cannot target that character unit with ranged attacks.
1: Woof. Jeez. Sweet, sweet Jesus, That thing is rough. Um. The fact that you can be, in like, I sit I sit Talon Masters in front of these guys, and these guys are out of line of sight in a ruin, and you can't shoot my Talon Masters. It's disgusting. Um, I, there's a couple of things I think they should change when when it comes to this, when it comes to reviewing the Space Marine Codex as well. I wish these guys were a min squad of five. Being able to take three units of two and just, like, scatter them around the board and then jump my Talon Masters from each one, depending on what the lines of sight I need or where I need to run away from, uh, is is vile. It's <laughs> vile as hell. <laughs> and yeah. It absolutely
0: is. Um, I've abused this with other Space Marine chapters where you take your company veteran squad or your, in this case your Terminator squad and you shove it into a, the corner of a wall and a character jumps in front of it. And if your opponent doesn't have Smite, they may not just get to interact with it. You know, then it's suddenly like, I can only charge this guy. Maybe this isn't something I want to charge. Like um, I did it before with my big bike chaplain because he has such a big base. It was easy for him to get within three inches of the wall they were hiding behind and then also reach onto an objective. And then yeah. it's like, well, you can't shoot him. You happen to not have any smite, so that's convenient. And now you can only kill this to biker chaplain who's obsec by charging him. Good exactly luck. right. You yep. can do the Good same luck. thing with a, an, a Talon Master that overwatches on two plus.
1: Two's. I was about to say, I've, that's, that's the one I've done. I've done yeah, that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You can, you can shoot this. You can charge this guy. You can't shoot him. You can charge this guy. But you're playing sisters um <laughs> you can't charge this guy he's gonna kill pretty much everything that ch- anything that charges him like uh yeah. nine adventure I oh, cool you made it with three three isn't enough to kill this guy today too bad so sad um rough
0: it is extremely rough it's a very very strong rule uh the fact that you can take a unit of two that's 70 points again yeah. deep strike them all over the place hide them in corners i i have three units of two on my list i think they're they're fantastic
1: um, I take two units for two as an absolute minimum. Um, and that's, that's, yeah. if that's if I'm min-maxing like a, a Vanguard squad. So a Vanguard detachment, one big, unit, one big brick of term is two units two. There we go, done. Um, right on. Yeah. All right, moving on. Um, a, go ahead. You, you Black got Knights, Black Knights next?
0: Yeah, let's, uh, we've got the Ravenwing Apothecary. We've got the Ravenwing Ancient. We've got the Ravenwing Champion. Yeah. Basically, these are the exact same thing as the normal codex, but you put them on a bike, you give them the Ravenwing and Jink. And inner
1: circle, and off they go. I've talked uh, about the champion. Yeah, but... yeah, I've talked about the champion quite a bit. We've talked about everyone knows what the apothecary does. Do we want to talk about the ancient? I mean, the ancient doesn't get a lot of love. It's the one that I take the least, and one that I'm likely to take the least um, because you can't take the pennant. If I'm taking an ancient. I'm taking the one for the pennant. Um, yeah. Be Deathwing. Is there any merits to the Ravenwing Ancient?
0: Literally none that I can think of because the the generic Relic Banner I believe is an auto pass morale one. And we boy, are, or boy, we... are Dark Angel's not an army that needs that.
1: No, we, we are not.
0: Um, um, I will actually point out that because these characters are kind of like the Black Knight-ish, um, they do get the Astartes grenade launcher on yes. their bike or the Plasma talents. They can always choose to replace them uh, one for one. And like the Deathwing Apothecary, the Rayming Apothecary is a six-inch aura because he went to better medical school or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever the reason is, uh, that's what he gets. But these are good things to have the single grenade launcher that you might want for stasis shells. Mm. But other than that, I think that's all there is to say.
1: Agreed. Black Knights start at 40 points. I don't know why, but you pay five points for a not-that-great melee weapon being the... um. The Corvus Hammer, I wish it was free, uh, but they read uh, movement 14, web skill with skill 3 plus, strength 4, toughness 5, 3 wounds, 2 attacks, leadership 8, and a 3 plus save. Plus 1 attack for the um, hunt master, of course. They come with a plasma talon, which is an assault to 18 inch plasma gun. They can replace that with an Astartes grenade launcher should you wish. And yeah, that Corvus Hammer I just mentioned is plus 1 strength, minus 1 rend, and 2 damage. Uh, it's not a bad weapon by any by any stretch, but I feel like the the difference between being forty points and forty five points is actually really painful.
0: Yeah, and they're only two attack base, so three with shock assault not bad, but doesn't feel like quite enough to really justify buying a, a weapon that's not that good on every guy in the squad. It's not yeah. bad, but.
1: Well, see, yeah. I, I don't like I don't like that you feel forced to take it. I wish they had a, a chainsaw that you could replace with the the Corvus Hammer. Then it would be fine. I'd just be like, oh, well, I just don't take the Corvus Hammer. They're good enough with the chainsaw for what I want them to do, etc., etc. Because they because they shoot so good. They are a very very good shooty unit, and with their movement and ability to advance and do all the crazy stuff, we're still shooting when they advance, um, being assault uh they can do a lot of amazing stuff now there's a few issues i have here and actually the first one i said is being 45 points a model um because you are talking about inceptor territory there um except as being 55 points but essentially you get um, like on average double the shots they they average four shots per model with the, the spike to go up to six or you know possibly get two but you know um and in addition, yeah, like you said, the only three attacks, and they only hit on weapon skill, blister skill 3+. plus. I wish one of those was two pluses, e.g. as like was the Deathwing Knights. The difference with the regular Blacks to Black Knights, I wish they one of them hit on twos, uh, either weapon skill or blister skill, as is the same from the, the the Deathwing Knights. You know, they hit on twos. But once again, emeralds and, and, and rubies. <laughs> but what are your yeah. thoughts here,
0: man? Uh, they're fine. They they're, They just feel like one step short in four different spots, and if any one of them is better, I would take it um they don't get obsec Um, yes a a ravenwing black knight is the exact same cost as a normal biker carrying a plasma gun a plasma gun is more shots at 24 inch range less at 18 the same at 12 but also gets four gun shots and is like statistically identical and can take a chainsaw
1: yep and you take a chainsaw and And, chainsaw.
0: and, and gets obsec and it's like ah once you compare three black knights to a three-man bike squad with two plasma guns and a combi plasma it's like all right now now why am i taking this the only difference is the corvus hammer hammer but then you got to pay for it and that's 45 points a model is starting to get near outrider territory and you're not as tough as an outrider it just it feels like almost it's all almost there and there's probably going to be a meta where these are good you know a chapter approved in the future where terminators go up five and these go down five and suddenly i take them but right now, they're just not making the cut.
1: Well, I'm going for it. This is the unit that I want to make work. This is my, I've wanted to play this unit. I've wanted to make this unit fearsome, and I'm going to give it a red-hot crack. Am I going to come up short? Probably. Am I going to regret it? Likely. But I'm still going to have a crack anyway, because I love this unit. It's one of my favorite in the, in the whole of 40k. This is one of my favorite units, and I've never felt like I could make it work. I feel like I can make it okay. I don't feel like I can make it great, is the issue. Um,
0: right on. Well, I respect you for trying. <laughs>
1: All right, uh, Dark Shroud and Land Speed of Vengeance. Anything that mentioned these two, I feel like they're missing one important keyword on both of them that would make them instantly very, very, very strong. Um, and that being core. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, vehicles that don't get rerolls. The Dark Shroud is not a big deal. It's just that because negatives don't stack and there are other ways to get negatives, it feels a little useless. And then vehicles without core are very rarely worth it for the py- firepower they bring. Um, I'm I'm just a little underwhelmed by all of this. Uh, they're yeah. the exact same as the index. So I don't think we need to cover it in depth. The I'm Vengeance and a- Darkstrider are are they not?
1: Yeah, they're actually no, they're exactly the same. I'm a really okay. big fan. I'm a big fan of the Vengeance. the The 120 points for that many wounds with the that those guns on it. It's very good. You just can't improve it. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah, never gets <laughs> better. I mean, you can give it plus one to hit with a Talismaner.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is, I compare this to, say, uh, two multi-melter attack bikes, which is essentially the same cost. This is 10 points more than that, but it's more wounds, it's better toughness, etc. But those multi-melter attack bikes like slam dunk over this thing with the applicable buffs you can put on it and for the, what you can make them do. And so I just it just hurts. I wish this thing was cool. so I wish this thing was good because it's so cool, but they're just not, unfortunately.
0: It is cool. I'll give you a cool. Nah, I'm just not willing to concede good. All right. All right. Um, after those two, uh, I think all we have left is the aircraft.
1: The birds. I believe,
0: that, I believe that neither of these changed when it comes to actual rules, but they're both still very interesting units.
1: Yeah, we'll touch on the one you want to touch on first, and we'll discuss it.
0: We'll just start with the Dark challenge first. Uh, very simple. Um, anything that it bombs cannot fall back from combat, um, unless it's a vehicle or monster because it's caught in stasis, and it just takes D3 mortal wounds. Yeah. So that that's actually nice because it's not a roll, which means it's much better at hitting small units, but it's also not as really good at hitting big things. This is more yeah. of an elite kind of bomber where this is great yeah. at bombing characters where you can just have two of these fly over a character, two to three mortal ones.
1: Exactly right, man. Um, like
0: that that's was actually deadly.
1: Yeah. It's, it's got hover as well. And it's got, so it comes with the two assault cannons. And for those who don't know what the rift cannon does, I feel like we need to tell you what it does. Um, Range 18, heavy D3 shots, strength 12. No AP, no damage because it's blast. Each time an attack is made with this weapon that that successfully wounds, do not make a saving throw. The target suffers three mortal wounds and the attack sequence ends. I've had this thing just do like nine mortal wounds to a vehicle. Just be like, okay, look at that thing. Take nine mortal wounds. It's very good. It is 210 points, um, which hurts my soul because while, while I'm happy, it's not like... 170 because I feel like you would we would be back in a flyer meta and they would be toxic. 210 is hard to justify.
0: Um yeah, toughness six, eleven wounds. Uh, it is minus one hit as flyer. Feels a little bit light. I, I, I think I'm I'm probably gonna snag some because I think that this is very much going to have a place in certain metas where let's just talk about how hard this thing wrecks Death Guard. Yes, please tell. Oh my god. Um, Like, I, I think, Um, so what I always wanted to do with this is, like, make it a successor chapter. If I'm leaning into these things, I'm going hard. Um, yeah. And, woof, you can do some really nasty things with this, where if you give a plus one to hit from a Talon Master, you shoot it at a big Terminator blob, maybe you've got Master Artisans or a CP reroll, handy to reroll a failed hit, you can pretty um, reliably just do nine more wounds to a Terminator. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Like, you hit on twos, you wound on twos, you get a CP handy for the one that you roll, nine mortal wounds, and then, eh, why not? Let's we'll just throw a uh, 24 hurricane bolt shots in. And also, I bombed you and did D3 mortal wounds there.
1: So you're likely to kill three dash oh. three, three route. You just pop three dash route. There's very, very, very few things in the game that can say that. Yeah. Between the yeah. stasis, now, between, the rim, between the river, between the hurricanes. Best to yeah. shoot
0: things with blast, where blast matters. Like, those six-man squads are just hate this. Oh. But... Because when you when you roll the one on the number of shots and then you roll a one to hit, it's like, well, that happened. Here we are. <laughs> um, and then sometimes that'll happen. But like, man, when it connects, it hurts. This thing's also going to pick up orc boys at literally oh, and in yeah. an insulting rate. I mean, just three shots get a couple hits. Every two plus two wound is three dead orc boys. And then also twenty four Hurricane Bolter shots.
1: Like what? what? This is, dude, yeah, this is. I feel like this is one of the most flexible vehicles in the game for what you can make it do. Um, I sniped characters with this guy. I flew this guy after Ironman. I was just like pop, instant dead on Ironman. Um, when I needed to in a couple of games, and I, I feel like it, it, the Rift Cannon is good against everything. It's actually good against everything. Um, vehicles, hordes, it doesn't matter because of the way. Yeah. You know, one at a time. Like you can, yeah. I feel at like strength a... twelve
0: is really nice. You know, mm. winning almost everything on twos or threes. Very solid profile. I, there's a lot to love here. Um, yeah, I think this sure. thing is great in in certain formats. Um, but also, aircraft cannot hide behind obscuring terrain. I feel obligated to point that out. Yes. Um, and when when you get shot, you can one CP four pinball, and you can always have a five pinball from Jink. You can advance of a four pinball. You can do a lot of things, but also. When, when you get shot at, sometimes you just die. At a 210 yeah. points, that does feel a little bit bad.
1: Agreed. All right, let's talk about the Nephilim. This guy starts at 190 points. Um, same, same thing, toughness 6, 11 wounds, all that goodness. Can't Hover comes with an Avenger Mega Bolter, 36-inch range, heavy 10, heavy bolter. Essentially, it's a 10-shot Heavy Bolter. also comes with a twin Heavy Bolter, so you've got 16 Heavy Bolter shots on this thing. Um, has but you, you can exchange the Avenger Mega Bolter for a twin LAS Cannon. I'm not sure why you would. If you're taking it, you're taking it because Heavy Bolters are good where you reside. Um, it's got a Black Sword Missile Launcher as well, Heavy 36, uh, it's got two of these, so it's going to be uh, heavy one and two of them. Strength seven, minus three, two damage. Each time an attack is made with uh, this weapon against an aircraft, has a damage characteristic of four. Apart from that, just your same old, same old, every other flyer has the same rule. Supersonic, hard to hit, superiority, whatever. Oh, sorry, air superiority. Each time um, this model makes a range attack against an aircraft, add one to the hit roll. I mean, uh, that's solid. Yeah, it's it's solid. Um, the issue, issue I have with it is that heavy bolters are all of a sudden really bad.
0: Yeah, they they had a moment of glory, and then Death Guard and minus one damage came up the absolute woodworks. Yes, and suddenly I don't want to spam them. Like, man, heavy bolters got changed. I painted twelve mortifiers. They gave us Dark Angels and Death Death uh, Death Guard. I'm like, well, back Back to the the shelf. shelf. Yeah, back to the Uh, shelf.
1: 190 points is not crazy expensive for what you get. I mean, you could, it could be you know, realistically, you could say this, this could be 10, 15 points cheaper and it would be, I feel a lot better. Um, because you can't put a lot of buffs on it. I feel like if you want to take heavy bolters, you could just, you could find heavy bolters in other, in other ways and means um, that could do things comparable. Like I think about the amount of heavy bolter shots this guy brings. And then against Death Guard, like a Redemptor Dread, who is five points less with all these onslaught guns, is actually just better. Um, because yeah, so, it's more shots when they're all the same one damage.
0: My big thing is that by taking an aircraft, you're introducing a risk element to your unit where you could go second and get shot. And if you're willing True. to take that risk, it has to be because you bring something so good to the table that this is the only place you get it. And that's something yes. that dark talents do. Dark talents bring a mortal yes. wind that Space Marines strictly don't get. And this and doesn't note. give it's anything that you don't have. Yeah, the no fallback, like you You've got things there that you don't get anywhere else, but you don't get that when you're playing the Nephilim.
1: Agreed. Yeah, I just feel like the Nephilim just doesn't. know what I think it's the Nephilim
0: needed. I think it needed hover mode so that it could hold still and get plus one to hit.
1: That would be cute. Yeah, absolutely right. Because then, th- then be like with nice. a long
0: range, like that's actually like a good gun platform. Just hold still, mm-hmm. hit on two. even though it's ironic that an aircraft like that's what it wants to do is it wants to take advantage of long range, decent guns. And just shoot at people. But that's not on, what it
1: on, a, on a just a strict unit comparison breakdown, you put this next to a Talon Master. Actually, it's the same amount of shots. They've both got 18 shots. Talon Master has assault cannons and heavy bolters. This one has essentially heavy bolters and black sword missile launchers. So technically you could make an argument in some meta this thing shoots better than a Talon Master if he was able to stand still. Um, but yeah, it can't it can't hide, it's not a character, and yeah, it's the the guns are just losing power. Cause I think you, you hit the nail on the head. The, day of the heavy bolter might be over, because I feel like the reason multi melter's got all this plus plus damage is because neg damage is gonna become the next shtick for ninth edition. No more minus the hit as we had prevalent in eighth. Uh yeah, we we could just see that if start become a wholesale thing. Dude, that's the Dark Angels Codex. That's cover to cover. Um Lovingly given by Mr. John Lennon. Dude, and this is where we do a little bit of a meta-analysis. We talk about how good this codex is internally and externally. Um, so, internally, out of 10, how good was this codex for Dark Angels players? Eight. No, seven. Seven? Really? i I'm going nine. Yeah. I'm going internally, nine. Internally,
0: some of their fluffiest units are not usable. It's true. Like, it's true. Deathwing Knights, Black Knights your unique vehicles, your unique flyers.
1: Yeah, they're very... So I'll, I'll, I'd will I'll like to, con, to contest that. I think they're usable. They're just not the best in slot. Like, they're not the yeah, best. Yeah, I, I feel
0: like... Yeah, they're great. The, the external balance on this is like a 9.5 to a 10. But the internal balance is you've got things that are drastically overshadowed by other slots. Like, some armies you look at and there's units in different roles and, you know, or units in the same role. And you've got a pro for this and a con for that. And it's like, okay, I could... I can see an argument for either one, you know, like Death Guard. There's a legit argument between Death Shroud Terminators and Blightlord Terminators. Yeah,
1: that's one fair. is better in combat.
0: Cool. One is good at shooting. Like I, I get it. And this one, it's like, well, there's literally no reason to take this when that exists. That's bad internal balance.
1: Yeah. Do you know? Do you know? Yeah. Well, do you know what that is? That's the specter of uh, permanent transhuman hanging above every other unit. So like, oh, I yeah. could take something. The, or I could just, I could take anything or I could take something that can only be on a four plus. Ah, oh, geez, I guess that's just always going to be the better choice.
0: Um, yeah. Internal balance not so great here but there are several great choices competing with each other and there's so many good things that are so good that they won't even make a list like righteous repugnance is fantastic. Yeah. Like the, the, the site discipline has insanely good internal balance because it is so many good things. Everything's on the same level there but then there's the external balance. What do you think?
1: Yeah all right so external balance we do um c to s tier we do it as in as in if you would rank them from that i think it's s i think this s, is the best space marine yeah. codex we have and i don't think there's going to be um it, is is this better than white skies will be essentially be the thing because obviously the best of the space marines best of the space marine codexes makes the s tier and the rest usually sit in the a and the b or the b plus um unless you're uh, imperial fists ah um but um yeah, I feel like these, in my mind, these guys dislodge white scars. But I could be saying that through rose tinted glasses. You you play both, so what's your opinion?
0: Oh, I, I think that uh, I think white scars are better. Speed wins games, and white yep. scars do speed better than than dark angels do. Even though dark angels have some really good fast shooting units. Uh, I'll take fast combat if uh, those are the choices we're making. Um, however, so, okay. one, it's really close. Two, and you, dark angels look a lot. E- and having played, I think five games with them now. Dark Angels are a lot easier to play. A I will tell you, I'm easier. I'm
1: to about, play. I'm about the same amount of games in. I'm about five games in with this Codex, and uh, I've played a couple of games where I mean, my I'm playing like uh, top tier practice games, like team events and stuff. We play the first two turns, and we're just like, I'm just gonna win. Like, the, you haven't stopped me by now. You don't have. You can't stop me. I'm just going to get 15, 15, 10 on my secondaries, and yeah, you can't dislodge my primary score. Um, it's it's a bit ugly, and but I, th- and this one this what gives me gives me pause about the White Scars versus this because I feel like we need to see how much an impact Death Guard makes before I can truly say if either of the white, if White Scars drops out of S. Um, I'm not sure that they do. I'm not sure they do. Um... See,
0: I think that Dark Angels are going to make more of a splash than White Scars in the tournament scene if you have a tournament scene, because they're (laughs) a lot more accessible and they're, um, you know, everyone's got a bunch of Terminators in a box somewhere, and you know, find a Land Speeder, strap a couple guns from an Imperial Guard set on it, and suddenly you've got Talon Master, and oh my goodness, they they have they have more power than White Scar by a country mile. I think if you're talk, yeah. talking like the LVO final between two players that can get to the LVO final, and it's Dark Angels versus White Scars, I'm going to say White Scars. But man, oh man, if you're if you walk into the shop, you're carrying Dark Angels, your buddy's carrying White Scars. Dark Angels are more powerful.
1: Yeah, I, I think the, the, the linear power is undeniably uh, possibly. Yeah, if we go
0: linear power, I think this is the best codex in the game right now.
1: I, I agree with that statement. Hundred yeah, percent,
0: straight up like power ranking, sure.
1: Mm. Um, so, yeah, you put that in S. I put it in S. Um, I don't think we need to discuss whether it dislodges anything as of just yet. I'll leave that to me and the Falcon. When we get enough stats together, we can do a stats episode again. Ooh, but Duke, Stats
0: episode?
1: Yeah, well, we, we, we've, we're due to do one kind of post um, the last couple of run of Australian events because it's technically just Australian events we're doing stats on. Um. So, yeah, in a couple of weeks, hopefully I'll, I'll hit up the Falcons and if a couple more events get chucked up and we'll see what we can uh, dilute from that and update our faction ladder because that's what we do. We do a live... Um, purely stats based win-loss faction ladder and um, yeah it'll be interesting to see where Dark Angels come out but dude that's the end of our part one guys hopefully you enjoyed that one a bit of a longer episode but me and John do like to discuss an army that we're both immensely passionate about hopefully you guys have enjoyed it too Um, if you like please go over and join us on the part two John and I are going to answer a bunch of listener questions uh, review a list and we're going to be breaking down a lot of the Minutia choices for Dark Angels, e.g. the go-to Wall traits, go-to secondaries, go-to um, units and bits and pieces. We're also going to talk about good and bad matchups and how you want to go into each one um, as as you might need them, especially we're going to be talking about the tier matchups, things like the Harlequins, into Demons, into um, White Scars, and the rest. But, dude, thank you so much. Anything you would like to plug before we leave off for this part one?
0: Absolutely. Uh, I am a part, of course, of the Art of War. I assume if you're listening to it that you've heard of the Art of War. But please, please feel free to check us out uh, both in The War Room. That's TheArtOfWar40K.com uh, or on YouTube. Our channel is Art of War 40K. As well, I do have my own podcast. That is Florida Man 40K. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Podbean, wherever you go listen to podcasts. Go check out Florida Man 40K. That one is uh, free to do. That is just me and a couple of my competitive teammates. And we kind of do uh, what our old style was. was We approached the game from different levels. where We kind of had an amateur look. As well as a hyper-competitive look, as well as a like a normal tournament competitive look, where we had three different yeah. players at three different levels try to break down our thoughts on the game.
1: Yeah, I like that um, beginner, journeyman, expert approach you guys have, where you had the different perspectives meshing together. It really brings something for for anybody. Doesn't matter what level of the game you're playing at. But John, thank you again. Um, we'll go over record part two now. Hopefully looking forward to it, guys, and uh, hope to see you on the other side. Take care. Look after yourselves wherever you may be in this big, wide world, and hopefully you're staying safe and happy and getting some hobby done. Say goodnight,
0: John. Bye. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under